Oh yeah, you gotta love that royalty-free music. You'll have to pay for it. Yeah. So welcome to now. This is podcasting. I'm your host Connor. I have my co-host Jaden here. Yeet. And our producer McKinnon. And uh, today we have on a special guest. We have a uh, all-star soccer athlete, <laughs> amazing lead guitar player, graduate of the University of Colorado, Calvin. And uh, we're gonna have him on. He's a uh, has a film degree and we want to kind of pick his brain figure out you know more about the degree itself and kind of like how he views film now and uh i think it's going to be a good experience for all of us because we're just a just a couple regular guys who uh maybe pretend to know things about movie but he actually knows <laughs> stuff he studied it in school yeah paid, paid to learn about yeah. things about and film. so I'm, I'm very excited so welcome to the podcast calvin thank you um one of one of those three things are true so Dude, you nutmeg me, you punk me with a soccer ball. I'm sure of it. You can also uh, tackle people pretty well as well. I mean, like, I mean, when I hate them. (laughs) That was a great day. (laughs) So I think, like, one of the big reasons we wanted to have you on is because, you know, I think there's a lot of people who obviously love watching movies, dig the theater, love watching their shows and everything, but it's like I think there's maybe stuff you miss out on or maybe behind-the-scenes things that you don't know that go into filmmaking or, like, being, like, a showrunner or, like, how does the audio work? How, how do you? How do people do lighting work? And it's just nice to, I think, maybe get to know more about that and kind of like the world of film and like how it's made. So we're really excited to have you on, and we have a like kind of like a couple questions, kind of a good little interview for you. Yeah, I th- I think uh, this might open some eyes and give you some people a little bit better appreciation of what goes behind the scenes on movies. All right, so uh, Calvin, we all know when you went to school, CU Boulder for film studies. Um, that's not very specific as far as like when you just say film studies, did your degree focus more on the concepts of film, like what the director was trying to convey or did it focus more on the technical aspects as well as, as well as like different filming techniques when, uh, when you use certain shots, shots, editing, lighting, and so on. Can you give an example of your classes or assignments, uh, what they were like, were you watching film while you were in school and trying to depict what those were about? And, uh, what were you like writing papers on? Yeah, so so film at CU was split into two different tracks. You had the critical track, which is the Bachelor of Arts, and you had the filmmaking um, or the Bachelor of Fine Arts. So both of those focused on the, the two different things, but there was obvious, um, you know, interplay between those two. The overlap is really uh, there's overlap between the two. So there. We there were a lot of critical classes that we took, but most of what I what I there are four main classes for the BFA, and they focused on they were just building on top uh, building blocks on top of how to learn what like what film is, how do we develop it, how we edit it, and then moving through more and more complex um, techniques for how to create film. But then also there were like you know i took russian film i took jungian film hollywood musicals uh film in the postmodern but we also did a lot of editing classes in uh digital um you know after effects those types of things so yeah that 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 would be most of um what it was like yeah i wrote a lot of papers and there were tests on the concepts but it was a lot of making short films um from a concept of like use this technique and it was very it was it wasn't as focused on the ideas so so you 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 helped us out we were kind of working with this like sound equipment you know trying to figure out how it works better because you know we're just starting out and like calvin just zipped right over and he's like oh i use this like program already or you know he 
he was familiar with, you know, how to edit this and how to add a track here. So, I mean, that's obviously something that you gained from there too. Did you work with like any like camera equipment or anything like that as well? Or Yeah. So, so CE was actually a really interesting program. I don't know if it's still the same because Kodak actually went bankrupt while I was in school. We're one of the f few schools that actually works with film. We worked almost exclusively with film until halfway through junior year. So we shot on eight millimeters, super eight millimeters, super 16. Um, you could do 35, um, so, so expensive. 16 was expensive because what you had to do is you had to buy the film, which was like 40 bucks a roll. Can you explain what all those numbers mean? Is that, that's the size oh, of the yeah, film yeah. using like the... Yeah, I, I, so like no, just, no, yeah, those okay. are just normal. No, right. So those are, those are the gauges, those are the widths. So talking about basically resolution. So when you shoot on eight millimeter, um, I actually don't know, remember if that's, I think it refers to the width and then the height is just implied by the fact that it's super eight. Uh, super 16 is 16 millimeters wide, 35 millimeters, 35 millimeters wide. For like uh, kind of like context, how do you know how wide a, like an IMAX like what do they film on? IMAX shoots on seventy. Holy crap, that's nutty, man. What you guys really I'm that. pretty sure it's seventy. Um, but yeah, most film was shot on thirty-five. A lot of film is shot on Super Sixteen, and then um, I don't remember the term, but then it's re-photographed on the thirty-five millimeter. So there's a little bit of loss of fidelity, but it's basically the same thing. It's a big <coughs> cost-saving method to shoot on Super Sixteen, but still get a lot of the quality. That you get on 35 millimeter okay yeah perfect i think we gotta so if you want to get a film degree you know you listen to this and you get a good overview on yeah, kind of what you're getting into yeah. yeah it's good you know, just, just just tune in and listen out. to calvin talk yeah. about it and you're you're you're, you're guaranteed you're to, golden, to graduate <laughs> yeah i mean if i can do it uh so yeah. we have another question for you what did you learn from your uh from your educational experience to see you that changed the way you view films now so I really struggled with seeing seeing things as they are. My biggest thing was everything means something. Everything has symbolism. There's a purpose behind everything. You know, like basically growing up as a Christian, you know, there's purpose, there's meaning, there has to be for everything. So it was really hard for me to to just see things and see them for their existence. So. I and then I struggled with this all the way up to my senior year. I was pitching my my senior thesis film to my my professor, and I was um, God, God, it just sounds so stupid and pretentious. Now I was talking about how I wanted to incorporate <laughs> all of this this imagery of leaves and water and you know rebirth and you know new life and and my teacher just cut me off right there. She's like Calvin, Calvin, just sometimes leave. It's just a fucking leaf. And yeah, <laughs> so just imagine, place. yeah, so just imagine like Pippi Longstocking as a 15-year-old Italian woman being like, you should stop talking now. Like that well, was, your teacher that was like. what my teacher looked like. Yeah, like basically if Morticia like decided to wear knee-high socks <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, she had great style some days and then some days she showed up and like, are, are you a student? <laughs> 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 okay, so then, uh, so I think another question we have is, uh, is there uh, like a scene or a movie you used to like really love, and uh, after you went to school, you're like, oh my god, this is bad. Like it like like cringed you up. You're just like, oh god, how did I used to think this was cool? Oh yeah, like basically my entire childhood, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> That I one. like I like movies from my childhood. Yeah, I like I like I like watch them and like wow, I was so stupid as a kid. Like <laughs> there's just like so many things. But so really what got me into film was Avatar. I was like so drawn up into the this emotion. The music was fantastic. The Space, colors the Pocahontas. Yeah, yeah, sure. Pocahontas. Um um But now it was like every year, like through school like oh yeah avatar was the reason i got into filmmaking people look at me and like it not antonioni you're not here because of you know jean-luc godard and i was like i'm i think I'm you sorry. mispronounce it it's jean-luc picard captain of the uss enterprise godard godard is it like <laughs> i'm being stupid <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so every year i just hated hated that that was my inspiration more and more because avatar is a god-awful movie so uh well how do you feel about the all the new ones coming out because there's supposed to be like four there's, uh, there's four more coming out yeah yeah i just i are you going to go to film school four more times every yeah, time one of these honestly, comes out yeah. <laughs> yeah. i couldn't be more excited to see the same movie four more times hey dude uh avatar 2 first movie you ever filmed like 90 percent underwater james cam is a big fan of that stuff and i am dude, just dude. so excited to see what kind of story Oh, I'm sure it'll be great. I mean, the technology that came out is so cool, but like, it's the same thing with uh, with George Lucas. Like, you're not good at writing scripts. <laughs> like, just like Harrison Ford. Like, you know, you can write it, George, but you can't fucking say it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so does it does it matter to you at all that just on the topic of Avatar? I don't think most people when it came out, they weren't seeing it for the story so much as the visual spectacle because so many of the effects were brand new at the time. So I don't, I don't think it's quite, I don't think it's absurd for that to spark your interest in movies because mm. that, that, the, that movie was, it was an incredible achievement when it came out, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing is like the real artists within those films are the ones in the visual effects, the ones in the sound design that are creating things basically. Like, like the people uh, who are mixing together sounds to create the, um, the animal noises like that that's that's amazing that's incredible but you can do all of that with film, a movie that has good script yeah see the thing is is that film is a language film itself is the language it doesn't need all of this garbage on top of it in order to and this is why i'm so excited to talk about under the skin because it only talks through images you can you oh, can yeah, watch just that entire real quick plug film. that this is not just an interview of calvin which is fun as that is, we are also going to talk about a, a two films, a, an interesting uh, movie called Under the Skin. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, spoilers. We're talking. About yeah, Under so the by skin. the way, I mean it's it's going to be in the thumbnail. You're going to see it. You're going to know. But this is uh, this is a multi-part episode. So we're just starting out. Learn more about kind of Calvin and his journey and yeah, just what so else you don't learn. think I'm some pretentious asshole who doesn't know yeah. what I'm talking. about. I have yeah. four years of degree that say yeah. I know something <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but we are also going to talk about under the skin which is uh i think worth watching very interesting but we'll get more into that later but just, yeah uh, just one quick pick about avatars uh, unobtainium is the laziest name no it's a real of. term it's actually it's i looked this up and it's 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 dumb that they still used it but it is uh uh a geological or archaeological i don't know what well the geologist came with that name was an idiot yeah so. well they're also not interested in like narrative so 
that's that's why they yeah. <laughs> named it that way. <laughs> but the fact that someone was like, "Oh, that's so cool! It sounds so mysterious." Like, it's not, not. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, like you could be in first grade. Like, I'm pretty sure I came up with unobtainium when I found a nice yeah, or a planet rock. called Pandora, like very original. Yeah. Man. Oh my God. Like, yeah. yeah. Let's get let's hop on the the Carl Jung train and just <laughs> throw some more archetypes at this whole damn planet. <laughs> Make it sound like it's deeper and more interesting than it really, <laughs> it really is. is. Yeah, the tree of souls. Yeah, oh, <laughs> just, but yeah, just visually, visually awesome. But yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah, so I'd love to stop talking about Avatar now because I've said everything I need to Sounds about good that. To me. <laughs> so I wrote the bandaid off. Move on. All right, and the next question I have is: uh, What was your favorite class while you were in film school? You know, it's really tough to say what my favorite class was because so on the, the theory track, the the biggest thing that made the classes interesting were the professors, which professor you had had a huge impact on how much I enjoyed the class because I had like my my Russian film class might have been one of my favorites because the professor just was so enamored there was just so much life and sense of wonder in all of these films like did you see all of these visual motifs how they correlate back to the main plot of the film and that gives and it was just an amazing way of looking at things and it just it makes everything you know things that just are there is deeper meaning to some things but what they are is still beautiful and so there was that um but it was what was cool was the the main track with the four main classes basically once you started you, if you just did them in a row, you were with the same core 20, 30 uh, other students. So we all got to know know each other. We would be in other films. It was really cool to get to see. And like if I were more outgoing now uh, then, like I am now, I would have made some really great friendships. But I was, you know, a bit of a dick back in, in college. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. No, and it was really hard for me to understand that you can't be dry and sarcastic when there's nobody around you to know that you're not being an asshole. Yeah, um, I, I put that relationship up first. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So yeah. So everyone just thought I was an asshole. So, so getting like cut you off, but getting back to like Russian film. So like uh, that's obviously I think most people think of films and movies and shows and stuff is it's very western. It's very like L. A. Mm-hmm. It's very Hollywood type thing. Uh, I learned almost none of that. So. But, like, what would you – do you think that, like, Russian films have a different tone or are they filmed oh. completely differently? Like, it, it, like if, I mean, is it comparing apple to oranges to look at, like, a, a mainstream Hollywood movie compared to a Russian film? Like, completely. It's – that's – and that was the biggest – the biggest surprise was, you know, oh, I get to – you know, I get to go to film school. We're going to watch – we're gonna watch like Star Wars and, and Jaws <laughs> yeah. and like Jaws, you know, like yeah. yeah like oh Avatar what could have been the <laughs> spiritual predecessor to you Avatar the dude yeah. secretly loves Avatar yeah exactly yeah like, that's why it appears in my dreams all the time <laughs> just, I just don't call them dreams they're more like nightmares <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's such an undoing of what you think film is because what film history really was was very different um what we see in hollywood is 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 a snippet it's, it's about 10 percent, i'd say of what film actually is and what it can be there are so many ways to express ideas uh through film that you, should, you could you could see every movie that goes through amc and united artists in a year and not have a fucking clue 
what film is. I'm so glad we had you on. You sound exactly as pretentious as I was hoping. So, <laughs> yeah. So thank you so but, much. And, but that's like the, like the thing is like is it's like saying like uh you know I've been to Mexico. I know yeah uno mas like. Yeah, like I know Spanish. El Pocino. Yeah, speaking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you, you have a sense of it. And the thing is, is it's not. It's it's what you're shown. You're basically given a watered down product. Like take all of the coffee in the supermarket. It's just burnt to shit because it's cheaper to make that way. If you want good coffee, it's fucking expensive. Yeah. And the same thing with film. It's not necessarily that these films are more enjoyable. It's that they express human experience and human emotions differently i think that's than... super true because i think that movie we're going to talk about under the skin is like a really unique way to tell a story through film which is it's a it's not a mainstream film mm-hmm. at, in any way no. but it is it is a unique way to tell a story which i think people get like kind of the same kind of thing over and over again like you get this dialogue to tell you what's going on you get these certain shots to tell you what's going on and mm-hmm. under the skin is nothing like that it's a completely different way to tell a story you know via film yeah and so and i totally get what you're saying it's like you you kind of get like a small amount of what you could be experiencing uh yeah. with like a mainstream movie yeah exactly and that's why we like to call it um uh, as in like this is one of the few things i can say we because i'm actually a part of like i understand what it's saying um <laughs> <laughs> it's a language because it can say things that don't need words it's a way of communicating like if we just have like because you could think of it like this. A movie is a collection of still images put together. So all you have is one image set next to each, to the next. And because it looks continuous, like it's continuous action, it's happening. But if you cut out several of those images in between, like take say you take an orange. And then you show the same orange 10 seconds later and it's been smashed. You understand that something happened to that orange within those 10 seconds. It's communicating something happened between there without actually showing it. So another way of, um, I mean, we could, we could get into how some of those, those things make sense, like how they work. The big, the easiest one is match on action. So when you cut something, let's say it's in a certain shape, like the classic example is the bone being thrown up in, um, space um what is it odyssey space odyssey 2001 space odyssey yeah yeah um i'm not a great film student (laughs) that's like a class i referenced that actually episode earlier yeah yeah Yeah. so when the bone gets thrown up and then it slowly becomes the spaceship what it's implying is how in uh technology changed this was the first tool that became this because it's it's not actually a bone transforming into a spaceship it literally is in a figurative way. Wait, that was, that, was, that doesn't sorry. make any fucking <laughs> sense, Calvin. That was a little. <laughs> Did you I want to know if this bone is magical I really, or not. It can't literally figuratively. Yeah, I. So I put together like, oh, literally was the wrong word. I used literally in its new American sense. I mean, of it, where does, it, it does. It does do means that figuratively. Yeah. Sorry, that's yeah. the funniest thing. It, it literally, literally does. It literally figuratively so, does. Uh, so, yeah, obviously, colloquially, <laughs> we use literally as figuratively. So, literally, is it's figuratively become. Oh, man, that's <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah, so I, you know, I 
wouldn't mind if we cut that out, but <laughs> no, no, no. I love that. Uh, that's staying. I think uh, that is staying. McKinnon, McKinnon has the next question. I think we, I think we covered that. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. it's good to humanize me, anyways. To realize, no, that was like, that was I'm great. Asshole with that was awesome. traits. <laughs> oh so I, I was curious if you have any like pet peeves with movies. One of the things that drives my wife crazy is when we're watching a movie and I pause it at the climax of the movie. And I'm like, gosh, I hate when movie makers do this or whatever. Mm. I was just curious if maybe after you've gone through all this school, if you realize, man, I didn't hate that before, but now that I've seen it in a bunch of movies, I hate it when I see this. In a oh movie. yeah. Um, it's mostly just movies in general. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just hate the thing that I study. Is yeah. it like the thing about how like Hollywood movies are for, different than like Russia movies? It's that, that it's sort of that thing? all Hollywood movies are the, the exact same. They all follow the same plot structure. The formula, right? Yeah. It's, it's the same, um, I can't remember if it's Socratic or Platonic um, narrative structure of. I think it's Socratic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Love you, McKenna. I would. Yeah. Maybe we should add like a footnote. Um, on, <laughs> on it's all right. They can do way too shit. much of us. <laughs> yeah. Ex- well, I mean, you're over here saying like you know, like oh, go, yeah. <laughs> trust you that's things we don't know we're we're trying to sound smart for you like we're trying to impress you dude. i'm pretty sure that literally you don't have to do that are so, you being literal so the I'm big the big the big thing but... i know is like the the hero's journey and i know that that's like there's like kind of like offshoots from that but yeah. as far as like uh mm-hmm. kind of filmmaking structure that's the big one i know it's like oh you have your hero who gets like established and then he goes through like a tough thing yeah and then the has him come into back the underworld and, yeah, and so yeah. and then I 22 movies yeah. later he uh lifts source hammer and it's the happiest moment of your life yeah. so yeah, exactly. for me the thing i complain to my wife a lot about is a serious movie with the comedic relief character who to mm-hmm. me a serious movie doesn't need a funny character most of the time and when he has to make a joke it halts all the momentum in the scene and drives me nuts that's Every that's something marvel. that thanks for dogging the marvel that's something that drives me nuts yeah yeah. I was just curious if there's something like it. that. For so, you. but the other thing that the thing I think that ha- I hate the most about Hollywood film is it infantilizes every aspect of narrative. Like you're so dumb, you couldn't possibly understand what's happening in the story. So we have to tell you exactly what happened. That is Any, annoying. Yeah. Anytime someone says, "Oh, of course," like I, I'll walk out the room. <laughs> like, like I'm sorry. Like I, if I was paying attention to this whole movie, like my, I walked through the kitchen while my sister was watching Harry Potter today, and it was like he was like, "Oh, of course, Phoenix tears have healing properties." Like, yeah, like that's so, why he said it in the beginning of the film. You would you say Harry Potter, dude? Would yeah. you say that like movies that hold your hand too much are like a pet peeve? Then, yeah, which is all of them. Which is yeah. why I like the yeah. movies that you picked this week. Yeah, exactly. The they don't hold your hand. They're also not going to give you everything. It is much like uh, solving a puzzle immediately mm-hmm. as you start watching the movie, which is very yeah. interesting, and it gets you, like, honestly, like, uh, uh, not not my style of movies that I would typically watch. Um, the very beginning of them are very slow. It mm-hmm. seems uninteresting to me. And then all of a sudden, you start like, what the fuck is going on here? And that just intrigues me so much. And, yeah. like, I love the aspect Ooh, of it. Yeah, know? like, anything, like, Ari Aster is, like, my current, like, I can't wait to see what he does more. Ari Aster is the one that did uh, Hereditary and Midsommar. Oh, my yeah, God. Okay. I uh, would love to talk about oh, Hereditary yeah. on this podcast. Absolutely. I've seen Hereditary, but I've seen Midsommar. It's one of my favorite yeah. movies. His it's pacing, so good. His pacing is so, so unique. Where he puts um, tension points and how he resolves, his climaxes are are so interesting in in a mainstream type setting like the fact that midsummer 
and um, Hereditary got the release that they did says a lot about how talented he is in terms of narrative, yeah. but it's also the detail that he pays attention to, much like Robert Eggers in The Lighthouse, which is not as entertaining. So you talked about like uh, when you see these things in movies, you're like, oh, it makes me want to walk out. Can you think of what? when is the last time? Have you walked out of a theater? No, not out of a theater because I paid money. Smart, uh, yeah, smart man, smart yeah, man, like, and I'm smart not, man. I'm not a true like, American. Like yeah. I, I did this. I, I'm gonna stick through it. Like yeah. I, I, I paid goddamn money. I'm, I'm I gonna research this yeah. movie. Like I went to it with my wife. So like it'd be weird if I left by myself. Anyways, so, can you think of was the last movie like you, the last movie you like turned off? That you're like, no, no. I know exactly what it was. I was actually, I was really like, I wanted to find a new like sci-fi type meet, uh, fantasy show after I finished watching The Good Place that kind of fit that tone or whatever. I eventually settled on Legion. Um, and it's an X-Men show that there's yeah, all the effects, right? Yeah. And it was, you know, it was, you know, it's not good, um, but it's interesting. It's fun. There's a lot of weird shit happening. And then it got to like the second or last episode and there was like, and he was explaining like the the big bad guy. It's like, oh, it's Farouk. And he was like, oh, of course, Farouk. And, and, then I, was like, just... and I was like, wow, I'm just so uninterested in the rest of like. You have not explained anything for eight episodes. Why do you need to be like, oh, my God, this dark, you know, slightly xenophobic name has, you know, involved so much intrigue. Like, you could have just said it's Farouk, and he could have just left it at that. It didn't need to be like, oh, my God, our audience is 10-year-olds, and they don't understand that this name is cool and bad. And, like, even <laughs> though, like, we already implied that he's, you know, a insanely powerful parasitic uh mutant what is just well i don't think we give this show any more time on our podcast i think i think calvin's given a, a glowing enough review that yeah. we can move on yeah from I'm, I mean, I'm not <laughs> don't watch legion is what i've gathered uh, so. i mean yeah it's yeah it's i'm sure it gets better it's just like those things turn me off so much because if you're gonna if you're gonna set the tone like that then right. oh, okay yeah no that 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 makes sense i'm sure me. it gets better um is uh very positive way to look at a bad show yeah so my last question for you was a uh, really basic question do you have a favorite movie scene or sometimes that's difficult for people if you have a top two or three movie scenes so i'll, I'll say <laughs> i'll say my favorite scene um because i don't i can't think of too many anyways my favorite scene is so one of my favorite movies is The Fountain, uh, 2007 with Hugh Jackman, um, Darren Aronofsky, one of my favorite directors. Um, and The Fountain has a special place in my heart. I've rewatched it recently, and I don't really like it as much. But there's just an amazing amount of uh, religious symbology, um, a lot of different motifs, how he lights everything. It's just so much going on in the film. It's really, really interesting to pick apart. But there's this one scene where it's this confluence of past and present and future. And Hugh Jackman is breaking down because he's seeing visions of his dead wife who he's trying to resurrect. Um, and he just screams at the camera, uh, you know, what do you what do you want from me? What do you want? And it. It almost makes me cry every single time because it's just such an existential crisis for someone who's gained immortality and still hasn't figured anything out and still feels like he doesn't know what to do. 
Wow. Yeah. He does some very good description comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to watch the movie now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, exactly. it's it's Actually, it's yeah. wonderful. Don't listen to Nathan. Um. <laughs> Nathan, who no one knows except for us uh, four. Yeah. At yeah table. You laugh. You laugh, and it implies like, yeah, we know exactly yeah. who Nathan is. <laughs> well, that was awesome. I like again. It's just cool to get more insight on just something I don't know anything about. Like I, I'm going to school for health and exercise science. I don't know. I mean, that's close. Yeah. That's close enough. Very close. Yeah. They're, they're almost on the same path. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't know any of this stuff. And so it's cool to like hear about, uh, things that I'm not learning about, you know, and then, you know, McKinnon hasn't learned about it. Jaden hasn't learned about it. You know, like we're just guys who like watching movies. So it's like really cool mm -hmm. to hear this stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I have an engineering degree, which is pretty much the same thing, right? I'd sure. I'm sure yours has more market value than mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. I don't have a degree for anyone who's Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. I also and think that has more market value than <laughs> Yeah, I mean sure make more money off my no degree than you do off your film degree, so Yeah. Well, I mean, I am here, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm this is this is my big break. Yeah, we're hoping that you will here. actually make us money is the plan here. So. You guys don't want to know how much we're paying him to be here. <laughs> It's yeah, uh, undercooked pizza. <laughs> dude, you're dogging on my stove again. Okay, so this dude won't even shut up about his like sourdough that he, he makes, makes by bread. scratch, like dude, and he's like What's he comes after Captain me over my, after my freaking stove, man. It does its job. It's okay. I'm pretty sure like they already think I'm a pretentious asshole Get enough. We don't need to be like, oh yeah, he bakes his own bread too. <sighs> man, but yeah, no, I just I really appreciate you just letting us like kind of pick your brain and like I mean, you know and, and i i want to i want to go on and on about yeah. it but uh i really want to talk about the next film that we have coming up and uh like we mentioned earlier we're going to talk about under the skin 2013 2013 was probably the british release and then 2014 yeah okay okay yeah, i want to make sure i had one. two different answers because i had i had yeah. 2013 on my notes and then i scribbled it out and wrote 2014 yeah. and then i looked it up again and i scribbled out 2014 <laughs> and put down 2013 again Thanks yeah clarifying that comment. so so that's pretty that's pretty normal you'll have like a domestic release and an international release not being at the same time i mean and the reason for that oh, is yeah, it's, it's filmed in scotland so it's like that's why I'm assuming that's why I got a European release. No, at a different it's date, that's, also that's the same beautiful. thing with like like any product. Like look at video game releases, movie releases. You start domestically because that's your target audience, and then you're looking for oh, okay. a wider international one. So different countries usually get it at a different time. Mm -hmm. Film is just this is the international release. And so but this yeah, is well, yeah. And also, I wanted to no note that this was uh, by Jonathan Glazer, who also did 2004's Birth. Yo, I had notes about that. I so I didn't like dive too much into that movie but i watched the trailer for it and so it, it's nicole kitman is in it oh yeah so that yeah uh and it's like about a boy or, or it's, yeah. a, it's about, about a, a boy. nicole kitman is widowed and later on in the movie her no, from the beginning so in the yeah. beginning so I, this was actually i was actually hoping no if one you had know more about it yeah i actually saw this in school i was hoping no one else had even heard of it because like so it'd be like yeah like i was speechless I too not heard of it so but uh to that yeah so so what birth was was the guy dies at the beginning and then he's reincarnated into like an eight-year-old boy i don't remember the age and but you don't really know because it's like within i want it i can't remember if it's if, if it took eight years or if he just like died and was reincarnated as an eight-year-old son but there's a really beautiful scene at the beginning where he dies he collapses under this bridge and it's an arch bridge and everything else around it is black so it looks like he curls up into a fetal position like in a womb and then the next shot is uh, a baby being birthed and crying 
you know, match on action there or, you know, synchronicity. That's um, why we pay you the big bucks. Come on here. And, yeah. And so tell through, us how beautiful yeah, film is. Yeah. Through the language of film, it is telling you that he was rebirthed from that. Yeah. That's super cool. And, and is that like reincarnation. That... Yeah. I just yeah. thought it was neat that like, uh, cause I was looking kind of through his like IMDB page. So I do a little research yeah. for this and yeah. it, he did a lot of like shorts before this, but then yeah, I he saw mostly like does commercials. It looks like now. Yeah. Like, and I, I saw like his first feature like film it's is not... this birth movie, which actually looks super interesting. I was like, Oh, oh I should check that out. Absolutely. Uh, but just to give a little stats on the movie and, and this movie is not made to be like a box office, like, it was a critical, uh, I mean, a box office failure. Yeah, I mean, like okay, so this this movie had a budget of thirteen point three million. It made seven million, like worldwide. It was, but again, this is not the kind of like we're talking about. This is not a mainstream movie that you kind of everyone gets behind, and they it it didn't get any like publicity. Uh, publicity. It didn't have like a lot yeah. of marketing, like, which is crazy considering its only character is Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, who is like literally who, two years before huge. this movie was starring in the Avengers. Yeah, so. like yeah. this well, is not like her first role. Like she was yeah. serious actress before this, and and this movie like almost no one heard of it. Yeah, but again, this is not a movie that you 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 don't make it because you're like oh I'm like I'm trying to cash in as like a director or an actor or something like this is kind of yeah. like a this is a movie you make because like you're passionate about it and mm-hmm. from what i understand this took like it spent like 10 years in production like from when it was written to when it was finally filmed probably not 10 years of production but it was 10 years after 2000 because he i think he does you know he did a lot of commercial work in between there i don't know i want to say principal started in um what was it like 2011 I just know there was like from when it was written to like when it was filmed, there was like a good amount of time in between. Yeah, and that's pretty normal. Like I think that James Cameron actually had um, Avatar as a script for like fifteen years. You know so much years. about this movie. Yeah, like well, I mean, like I was interested in it before I realized he was garbage, so I know some things about it. <laughs> so to more than anyone I've ever met. So. But yeah, but so this is a you know this is not a film you go to or, or it didn't get made to make money you know so it's something you is a passion project for someone you know. I think it's like you said last week with Mortal Kombat how you don't go to see that movie to have an experience you're just going to see the movie because you know it's a video game movie and it's got it's got a bunch of action. This is a movie where that you go to have an experience I think. For sure. Well, and so that's that's one thing I I, I think about film in general like I think you go to both of those for experiences but like you go to mortal Kombat more for its more for its simplistic you know this is a you know pop cultural um you know archetype it's a very visceral upfront like you know what you're getting into this under the skin is not like that i like i like this video game and i can i know it's garbage i'm gonna go watch it and make fun of it but i'm also gonna see it just because i like like we went and saw the monster hunter movie um a few months ago you know just because it was why oh my (laughs) god that looks so bad it was like it had it had rathalos as like you know the the big bad guy thing like it's a tier two monster like you're not even halfway through the game you're fighting wrath it's not a world beater don't laugh at me monster hunter is it's a good game. i mean dude Cal- calvin is actually him. super serious about his monster yeah. yeah so i guess like kind of the thing i wanted to get into first is like just the opening of the movie is like mm. Mm. I, it's uh, pretty weird so I, I, I kind of have this uh opinion now as a yeah. if i wanted to become a, a artsy you know uh you know, film festival director. All I have to do is have a creepy score to start it out. I love that score. And then have no dialogue for yep. ever. Yep. Uh, which again, the score is awesome. And I think the thing I like the most about the score is it's like 
for the majority of the movie, it's like really subtle. It's like a really mm-hmm. kind of like a reverberating. is what it's called. Yeah. It's like a, a reverberating note for like a long time. That drone. And then, yeah, and then sometimes you get like spikes when like something happens. Well, uh, probably my favorite part about that movie is uh, the scores when she is pursuing and hunting or whatever. Oh, well, hold on. Before we get more into that, I want to hear what Jaden thinks of the movie. So, uh, and this is not meant to be a, a criticism or anything, but I think of, of all of us, uh, probably Jaden is like the more into like mainstream movies. Like you probably watch more of them than I do. And, you know, and, and so I want to know what was your take on this movie that is like not, not something you would typically watch. So yeah, it's definitely not something I would uh, typically watch or go to see or anything like that because I would see a preview on this movie and I'd be like, oh, well, that looks fucking boring as fuck. I mean, what, <laughs> what do you mean? It's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, okay, I, I, but I, like as soon as I find out that she's naked in this movie, obviously I'm going to see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and somehow it was a financial failure. Yeah. Which is crazy because I'll watch that movie a thousand times. <laughs> at least parts of it. Um, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> She's got just a rocking body, dude. <laughs> so this movie starts out, um, it seems to be they're genetically making a creature of some kind or a human. Um, it starts off small circles, it turns into an eyeball. Uh, dude on a bike, very big character, don't really get to find out too much about him, seems like a dickhead. Uh, seems to be running Scarlett Johansson, who is made by this guy, it seems to be. Um, she steals some clothes from some lady that he kidnaps. She finds the ant, finds her fuse, uh, first contact to human life. Um, so then uh, Scarlett Johansson goes out and she goes out and she gets this van from this guy. And her objective, it seems, is to lure dudes into her van like a creepy guy with candy at a playground. So that's that's her. And we purpose. all know what the candy is. Yeah, it's her. It's her vagina, um, and maybe other parts of her body as well. It's so subtle. Um, but so she goes out and like, uh, so she's, she's studying actually before she goes out and starts luring dudes and she's studying, uh, she goes out to like a mall or a shopping center of some kind and is watching people and studying them and their reactions. And she starts noticing, uh, people's infatuation with, uh, physical beauty or physical attraction. And she realizes that's how she can get dudes into her van. That's why she starts putting on makeup and stuff like that. And, uh, so she ends up tricking the guy after a couple of attempts into her van she takes him back to her house, which seems to have some kind of liquid void in it where she uses it to harvest everything but their skin. So she lures them in. She somehow walks on the water like Jesus, and then they go in there, and uh, they end up being basically disintegrated, and then their meat products are on a conveyor belt in some red light. It's pretty weird. Uh, <laughs> so as this is going on, Sarah Johansson encounters a disformed human, uh, He's a guy, and he's obviously never had like a girlfriend or anything like that. And she starts asking about that, and starts to feel like you can see that she's starting to feel emotion. She starts to feel sorry for this guy, so she's like, "Yo, let's go back and bang or whatever." And he's like, "All right," but he's scared. He's nervous, and like going through as he is starting to go down into the void to be harvested, it seems that she stops him, and then she regrets what she's doing because she feels bad for this person. So she lets him go, um, and she starts realizing like maybe that she has there's more of a purpose than what to her life than what she's doing is what I would assume. Um, so this form dude goes on motorcycle guy ends up finding him and killing him without, or whatever. He puts him in the back of a trunk. I assume he's dead. Scarlett Johansson is going on trying to figure out what the fuck she's doing or who she is or what she is. Uh, she goes to this diner. She tries to eat cake. Doesn't work out. I don't think she has like innards. All right. So pretty sure she can't eat. Um, so she, she freaks out. She bails. She starts running, like away uh she ends up getting on a bus 
uh, a gentleman offers to help her, offers to stay at her, at stay, have her stay at his place, um, which me and you know is like, okay, this dude wants a banger. But uh, he ends up being like really nice, has his own room, personal heater and all that stuff. It's cool. But uh, so Scarlett Johansson ends up discovering like her body and like trying to realize that she's physically attractive and all these things. She's looking at herself in the mirror. And so she goes to try and bang this dude and realizes that she does not have a vagina, uh, which is not exactly a fact. It's what I believe happens in the scene. Um, so then she runs into the woods. She meets a dude who, uh, very sketchy in the beginning. She, he says, watch a step. So she's running in the woods or whatever. And, uh, that guy's a creep. Uh, she ends up running in some trouble. Uh, but along the way, we end up figuring out what's really going on in this movie. Um, I don't want to spoil the ending here. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, yeah. It's a basic overview of the movie. Maybe a bit more than basic. But, I mean, it's pretty fucking weird. If, I'm not going to lie. It's a super, super fucking weird movie. Um, super awesome to see Scarlett Johansson's boobs. So. I uh, I had something I wanted to say about the movie real quick. Mm. There, were, there were two movies that we had as homework to watch. And, uh, I wouldn't call them homework. I would I call them homework. homework. I, I, would I would call, call them, them learning experiences. Uh, of course, you would, Professor Calvin. Anyways, <laughs> uh, this one uh, of the two of them, the the, pre- the first one I watched, I had a very strong opinion of. When I watched this one, it was is really difficult for me to interpret the stuff that the the movie maker was trying to show me, mm. and it was really difficult for this movie to resonate with me. I struggled a lot, and I spent a lot of time taking notes to try to figure out what this movie was trying to tell me. And I was thinking a lot about art. And when someone sees a painting, some some people will look at a painting and have a very, very strong response to it. Mm-hmm. Some people will look at the same painting and keep walking. They don't care. And it, it really felt like this movie, this this was art. Both, both the movies we had to watch were art. That's... And I've never felt that way mm-hmm. watching a movie because I've never watched Guardians of the Galaxy and thought, wow, this is art. It's, it's a good movie, but it's not trying to make me feel... <laughs> It's not trying to make me feel something. Don't cry during Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> cry every time I watch a movie. I didn't yeah, it's cry. It's kind of an anthropomorphic tree that dances. We are Groot. <laughs> but Ball it, my eyes out, dude. But you get what I mean. Like These yeah. movies are trying to make you feel something. It was like looking at a painting. Mm-hmm. And Under the Skin in particular was really difficult for me because I, I just couldn't bridge that gap. I couldn't figure it out. I, so you saying that... Uh, with I didn't think about this until you mentioned it, but your interpretation of seeing it as a painting, which is one thing that's great about that movie, is it doesn't have a whole lot of uh, con- conclusions. Like it doesn't tell you exactly what's going on. So it's your own interpretation, which is exactly like a painting, which makes the movie very artful. Totally. Yeah. 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 It, it ha- it's up to interpretation, whereas something like Guardians of the Galaxy, it's you not know exactly what's going it's on. It's not up to interpretation. Yeah, if they you hit m- you over if, the head with if it. If you missed it, then you needed an of course line at the at the end to let <laughs> us know that you're too stupid it's, to be watching like we, this movie. It's like we were saying about Hollywood movies where if you if you sit through the movie, you know exactly what they're trying to tell you. Yeah. There's no mystery. This one you have to pay attention to and it So so one thing I would say is from from a personal experience, from a lot of classmates' experiences, uh we made films with a specific intention in mind. But what's great about art is that it generally, it, it has so much to do with the the interplay between creator and work and viewer and work. There's a lot of uh, voyeur critical theory about what film really is, like whose eyes really seeing what and what the subject is. Um, and I love that that is my experience when going to film you are now learning a new language and realizing that you've been watching movies your whole life, but you have not understood 
how they actually communicate with you because there's it's just dialogue it's just dialogue music and editing like every three seconds this other another thing we don't need to get more on my pet peeves but like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that is exactly the thing it's like if you know the language of film this is actually a pretty simple film to uh, piece together about what's going on i'd really want to know what you guys think if there's a central message to this, what the main point of it is, I want to know what yours are. Uh, there is no central message to this movie at all. I don't think there's a point. I do not think that uh, this movie means anything, but I think it's great, and I think that that's one of the reasons why I liked it. Okay, well, I disagree with that. That's fine. Yeah, but that's uh, cool. So I think uh, the point of this movie is, I don't want to call it, I think it's like akin to like a coming-of-age story where like you're kind of figuring out who you are. It's like you kind of start out as one way, and you character kind of grows and changes because you you have a Scarlett Johansson's character starts out one way like this kind of very cold heartless kind of observer sometimes like seductress who's like doing this for some kind of purpose you don't really know what that is but it's like this character kind of completely transforms it's like uh, early on in the movie she is like has a lot of dialogue and she's talking to a lot of people and she's like very kind of outgoing it seems like she's in the van and she's like pulling over to like roll down her window to talk to people she like that's like a big part of like the beginning of her character i think and then at the end of the movie she has like almost no dialogue like she barely mm-hmm. talks at the end of the movie yep. and i think that again i don't i don't want to say it's a coming of age because it's not like a kid growing up or anything but it, i think it's more of a movie about like transformation like she's completely different at the end of the movie than she is at the beginning and it, it takes almost no dialogue to communicate that it's it's almost all visual it's like you were talking about like a, there's like a cake scene and there's like a, a scene where like a sex scene where she's like learning more about herself and uh, I just think there's there's a lot of stuff that takes place that it, like you said it's not like a oh there it is scene like is someone explaining it to you it's like you have to watch it and be like oh like she's changing and it's like it's just through like kind of visually seeing the movie it's not told to you it's you have to be watching it to see it yep yeah I mean you're not wrong there. Uh... I mean, but I don't see, like, so when you say it's, like, a coming-of-age thing, I just don't see how, like, a human being can relate to that kind of aspect. I mean, I get what you're saying where it doesn't have, like, a it doesn't have like a And point. I'm not saying that you're wrong or anything like that. I just don't think that, like, uh, like I just don't see, like, the specifics and they're, like, being very relatable to, like, a person. Well, so what I, what I would say is it's actually, so I don't, I, do, I overall don't think there is a point to it. What I think it is is a character study. And I think it is you watching this character changing um for sure so that that first scene is actually her being birthed you start with that pinhole light it's um you you hear that i always thought that was her that's like her learning to speak right it's it's her i thought yeah it's her starting to understand the language because yeah she's an alien and she's adopting that skin um so she is literally being birthed. So that's why you start getting those concentric circles around each other. And then you start seeing from the eye, you're literally seeing from her perspective, what it's like being inside of that skin. I'm so glad you're explaining this to me. Cause I, like I said, it all went over my head and I was like, I'm going to have to watch this again. Yeah. So, so I'm really glad you explained to me that that was a birth scene. And that makes total sense. Now that, now that you say that. Yeah. Lots, lots of experience seeing weirder shit than that i'm sure that like uh, the birth scene is something really common i'm sure right uh you know it it depends so so a lot of a lot of film loves to focus on union psychology and archetypes sure and there is so much subtext with like if we got we got into the lighthouse i don't if we i don't doubt tonight but 
the lighthouse is so fucking dense with Jungian archetypes. And it's actually another, like, the Jung class that I took was actually where we saw uh, uh, Glazer's birth. There's a lot of subtext in that, too. But so what I think is is happening is it's it's this it, it's relatable on this on this perspective of someone going through a change and looking at themselves differently that part can be relatable i don't think it, it, it it's necessarily the point it's just like look there's a lot of imagery with mirrors mirrors are a big part of this film her looking at uh in the rear view mirror her looking you know when she comes to her change of heart she's staring oh, at the mirror yeah, that's at the like the, the biggest part yeah yeah i would love to see that one uh, that see that shot on film you get a lot wider range of blacks on film than you do on video so you can get more of that gradient so pretentious dude I, it's it's different this it's, isn't black it's, enough for it's me. literally well no it is what it happens yeah. is there's a certain point it just turns black and then that's just all there is. There's none of these these nice shades of gray that film can pick up. So you talked about like the the lights at the beginning and to become mm -hmm. concentric circles. Uh, when I was watching it, I thought um, so the light that's at the beginning it gets like brighter and brighter and almost takes up the whole screen at one point. Mm -hmm. And I thought like I I was like that's got to be like kind of a reference to like UFOs, mm -hmm. and kind of to me that cemented to me more that she was an alien. Because I, when people talk about like, oh, I was abducted, like a bright light shone up over me. So like, that's what I saw mm. when I watched it, which I, I mean, I, I don't know if that's what was intended, but I was like, oh, like, and then after that is when it kind of changes into the concentric lights and then it becomes like more of an eyeball. Yeah. But that's what I thought when I saw it. I was like, oh, like, I thought it was kind of more to signal you that like, oh, she's like an alien. Because that's what I thought. I was like, oh, you like UFOs? Everyone talks about, oh, the bright light on me. Yeah. And that's, that's, so there's, there's a lot of things that aren't. When you make a film, there are some things that are just representative um, or like like the eyeball or they are just an image that kind of reinforces uh, that. So the circles being UFO, they're always, you know, circular, oblong, that type of thing. It's not maybe necessarily meant to signify that it's a UFO, but that it follows along with the the, the paradigm like, of ufo yeah. being that type of it's like you said object. like the interaction between like the director interacts with like what he's filming and then the viewer interacts with the film and so like mm -hmm. yeah so i probably took away something different than what all you guys did yeah but like you, that's what you're i saw probably I was over like, here I was like, oh that's like, neat like that he yeah, did that but yeah like that might leaf, not have been dripping water you know salvation dude i tried birth all you know yeah watching this sometimes. i was like okay calvin gave us a serious movie to watch like i need to figure out all of the subtext in this yeah but Some, it, sometimes it an eyeball there. is just an eyeball <laughs> that's exactly how <laughs> so I, I feel felt. about the whole movie it's just it's just it just is that's yeah. exactly how yeah. i felt too when the the movie was 15 minutes deep before the first word was spoken at that point i was really surprised that like this movie i was i knew right away i was like this is gonna be really complicated 15 minutes without a single line of dialogue you you don't see a movie like that 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 doesn't happen i haven't i've never seen a movie that went that long without a single line of dialogue and that that really surprised me when i was sitting down watching this movie it's definitely intriguing gets you gets you a little hooked for sure so i have something to say about like the beginning of the movie so so we know she's been born and she goes out into the world after that and then she ends up in like a shopping mall and i think i don't know if everyone knows this if you've seen the movie before or if you're gonna start watching it after this but it's like filmed in like a gorilla style which is like with like oh. hidden cameras and that's like literally just scarlett johansson in a shopping mall with like people who don't know that 
she's on camera. Yeah. I mean, did you did you read like some of the way they shot most of this? Like, yeah, the dudes in the street were not they a lot of them did not know either. Yeah. Yeah, it was almost all it was a, a lot of it was filmed with hidden cameras. Most of them weren't actors. They were approached after they had been filmed if they were acceptable if it was acceptable that they could use their image and then what would they'd have to do yeah. after that if they were okay with continuing on as being a part of the film. And they just showed their dicks. So, okay, so that's that's something I tried to do a little more research on because I looked up the guys who, like, are in the seduction scenes and whatever, mm-hmm. and, you know, they strip and everything. Were they also just... Just people that started talking to Scarlett Johansson in a van on the street. Because my assumption... Because she has a lot of scenes where she's, like, you know, like I said, like, rolling down the window, talking to people. There's a lot of scenes where she's just talking to people, um, and not all of them end up with, like, her taking them to the house or whatever. I assumed that the scenes with the people that she like seduces or whatever are actual actors. Cause like, yeah, how do you no. just get people? So they're all just regular no. guys. They, they literally all... show their wieners too. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the thing. Balls. So they, yeah. wow. so they That's... were filmed that way and then approached afterwards if they were okay with, okay, we're going to need you for some, for this scene where you're going to be walking through water naked. Um, are you okay with continuing on? Can we use your image for that? So they weren't actors at no. all. No. That, they those were in that, that moment. So the, they had hidden cameras in the van filming all that, which is why it's so grainy and video-like. Now that you say that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, 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 and which is why none of them are recognizable. And it's, again, like it helps add to the type of interactions that this that, that was going on. Like why you, why you needed Scarlett Johansson for this movie, I don't know because you didn't. She, She's was, a babe, dude. It, that's why. Okay, fair point. Yeah. But like as from an acting perspective, she was just like, oh – Hi, how are you? Do you do you live alone? Those types of things. You didn't need anyone for that. I felt well, like they would I would have had more issues with having an A-list actress being. I recognized. actually read some articles where she was like, part of the reason they had her in like dark hair is to like kind of obscure that mm-hmm. she was this you know Hollywood celebrity, and she's not because she she even said in like an interview she's like it wouldn't make sense for me to be like some blonde bombshell. Like the whole point is that like it's just like a regular person trying to seduce people, and so yeah, but. uh but yeah, to to get into the kind of kind of the meat and potatoes of the movie, it, it starts out like that's kind of the point is she's trying to interact with she interacts with like a bunch of different men and she's like kind of trying to seduce them to I don't think you know the the, the goal of like you know I and it, the the movie leaves that really ambiguous but she is like trying to get these guys to like go back to her house for some purpose and yeah like uh, Jaden mentioned earlier it lures them into some black goo uh, I don't know if we want to get into that. Well, I I that. think that I think that it's like uh not literally black goo in her house. Oh, I think it is. I think it's literally okay. I think it literally I think it literally is because she keeps taking them back to the same place um and that's basically the purpose is that they are farming them. If you re- if the, you read the synopsis of the book that it's based on Oh, I didn't a, know it was based yeah, on. Yeah, it's based on well. a book uh there's a lot more subtext there that you could like if you read any critical reviews of this film, they talked about like, oh, immigration and rape culture and what it means to be a woman. I think I think those things are pulling too much from what was left over from the book. I don't think that those things are really meant to be here. The only thing that you could really say that this film says is like, who feels okay to be walking alone on a street at night? Uh, yeah, I guess the, the reason I, and again, this might just be me trying to like, draw more out of this movie than is really there like i was i was like really trying okay like what is this movie really trying to say you know so to me it was like because it like i guess practically why would you have a black goo bedroom you know and so to me it was like it was more like uh 
I thought it was supposed to kind of symbolize kind of the art of seduction. And so like, she's like taking her clothes off and they're like following her in. Like they're fully submitting to like whatever manipulation she's done to them until they're like trapped. Yeah. And, and that, so to me, that's like how I took it. Cause I was like, why you wouldn't have a black goo room. Like who has a black goo room in their house? So well, that's what I thought is it was like to symbolize kind of like them fully being trapped in whatever kind of seduction she's doing. But if, I mean, if you have more context from like it being based on a book, then that makes total sense. Yeah. Well, I think the other part, so, so part of it is part of the, the, the themes in it we're talking about factory farming. So what happens in the book is that those two characters, the biker and Scarlett Johansson's you know the woman we'll just call her the woman because that's, that's what that she's, is her credit yeah that's what she's yeah. listed in the credits as so the woman and the biker are two aliens that have had their bodies um genetically altered to look like humans so they can actually wear the skin suits and look like humans um huh. yeah yeah exactly yeah. so and what they're doing is they're actually luring these men so that they can uh farm their bodies and human flesh is a delicacy on their home on their home planet yeah, yeah it's, so you're getting way into. I did not like. So I was that's that's fascinating. Okay, to me, yeah. with not knowing all that. I just yeah. looked up the book and what it's all about, and yeah, the the synopsis says extraterrestrial aliens. The meat is a delicacy on their home planet. It's very expensive. So and I, I that's mean, what the book is about. Yeah. Which obviously the movie doesn't hit you over the head like that. So which I, I think is great, honestly, because yeah. I had no idea what they were harvesting for. Obviously, yeah, knew they were yeah. harvesting these. people. The movie's much yeah. more ambiguous, I think, on like the goal yeah. of the aliens for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely doesn't hit you over the head with it. Now I kind of want to read the book and see how they compare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and what I love is how much they the, the script kept the important parts of n- knowing that film is a different medium than um, than a book. What you can and can't keep to make a feature length film feel digestible and you hit all of the main points so that's why i think that this is this film isn't saying anything what it's doing is just giving you a perspective of this character and the reason i think it's perspective only of this character is how the film trans uh transitions from the types of shots so we start with before she starts abducting the men there's a montage of just the camera tracking on single men walking on the street and there's several of those and though that that reason is it's you're getting into the perspective okay we are watching men we're watching people in the street we're watching men single men alone or at least um and how that reinforces this perspective this predator perspective because it's not really saying anything it doesn't need to say anything it's just this is the perspective of, of the character so one quick point about the predator perspective uh mckinnon brought this up last time that we were talking is uh the score and how that can play into the way you feel about a movie and the way you understand what scene is happening and every time Sergeant Hanson would hunt or lure uh, a man into her her den or whatever or into her van there would be a certain score playing and at the end of the movie when she is necessarily the prey the score plays again which I thought was awesome. And thank you for pointing that stuff out to me, Ken. I would not have noticed if you I did notice anything. that too, and I, 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 I took note of that too. It's in my notes somewhere. I I definitely picked up on the, the music because, yeah, that's that's something that that's something that everyone picks up on subconsciously. Yeah. That, yeah. That the music is trying to tell you something just as much as the pictures on the screen. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, and so I'll be honest. Like, I, I didn't catch that. That's a good one. Oh, wow. I was mostly – so – the reason is like I guess I'm the teacher now. I'm the master. Uh, yeah, let me pass <laughs> the mic- microphone over to you. <laughs> well, and if we if we want to continue on the score more, like I think when she kind of really starts her transition to being like, okay, like I need to 
I'm becoming less of like kind of this alien that is hunting like people. Less of a tool and more. Yeah, it, yeah. The the score almost completely cuts out of the movie. Yeah. It, it, there's almost no. It it becomes a lot of like wind. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of wind, and then the other thing, and I don't know if maybe Calvin can speak more to this from like you know I'm, I'm sure he has more knowledge on sound design than I do. There is so much emphasis on characters' footsteps. Like Scarlett Johansson's like walking on the street and you you hear her footsteps very loud. And then when she's like later on there when she meets up like Jaden mentioned earlier, they meet up with a she meets up with a guy on on a bus who like wants to kind of take care of her and like help her out. And they're walking on like some gravel and it's just like all you hear is like footsteps. I mean, it, there must be a microphone like next to their feet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if like I don't know really what the point was of that, but all I noticed is like the score is like completely gone and there's barely a score in this movie to begin with. But it's when she is done kind of being an alien is trying to kind of figure something else out. There's like no score to this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because at the same time, the perspective of the camera also dramatically changes. We now see, so you could take, so there's the, um, the scene where she abducts the swimmer. And you remember, so there's this. Scene that is the worst scene in the fucking yeah, movie. I, it is one of the I best. I want to spend some time on that. I mean, I mean, not it's a great scene, but it makes me feel so uncomfortable. Oh, I like that yeah, scene yeah. a lot. I, it makes me feel I things. I, I'm not smart enough to know what those feelings are, but I felt dread. so. I, so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Dread. it was awful. There was definitely the dog. The dog. I mean, that got the me baby. So fuck the baby. So, I don't so care about that. <laughs> so I just to, care about the dog. Yeah. So to give a little like overview on the scene, it's like a. So Scarlett Johansson shows up at a beach and she starts kind of talking up this swimmer who to me, I feel like the swimmer felt like very kind of disinterested in her. Yeah, we should also mention like, so what she's doing when she's talking to all of these men is she's basically interviewing them to see whether they are good targets. She's seeing if they live alone, Boop. if they have family, if anyone's expecting them right now. Which I'll... I thought, like, I don't know if you remember, there's like, there's one guy she interviews who's like, he's like, oh yeah, I live by myself. And she's like, oh, yeah. what do you do for work? And he's like, oh, I work from home. Yeah. And to me, I was like, oh, this guy's e- immediately going to get yeah, killed. Because no it's like yeah. perfect. It's like he has no family that's going to worry about him. He has no like coworkers who are going to notice he's gone. And mm-hmm. so I thought he was going to be gone, but he wasn't. He did. That's not the first guy. Yep. Yeah, it is the first that guy. That is, yeah. the first guy. is the first guy. So if you'll notice the way that they do it, they take the process, they film the process longer and longer each time. So the first one, they just showed him getting in the van. He disappears. Ah, okay. The second one, the second, yeah. So the second one, they he's seeing the first guy. God damn it! No, 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 not the first guy. That guy was seeing the swimmer. We because we didn't get there that far. The second one, I think we got to the house. I think we saw. I think we saw the liquid in the second one. Okay, I can't remember, but yeah. So that was why. So that was it. Was very jarring because it was it was just it was just a cut. Yeah. Um, Okay. I can't remember a jump cut. It was a jump cut. And and to be fair, we're we're kind of jumping around like in the the area of the film right now but uh but yeah i i was i was i didn't realize that like it's like you said they do get longer and longer and so it makes sense that like that is the first guy and i didn't realize that the first time i watched it yeah because what it was is a jump cut and a jump cut is um an editing technique where you take um it's really jarring it's not a typical editing thing because you're generally um editing to make narrative sense to continue there's either you're going to have those slide wipes in star wars letting you know that you've moved to a different planet um or you know a different time um but a jump cut is just a single cut and suddenly you're in a completely different place or something's different so you have the guy sitting right next to scar uh to the woman jump cut and he's gone it's really jarring because that's not a typical technique but it emphasizes the 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 nature of how this is just this is 
what she does. Okay, yeah, I thought that, yeah, I thought that, like, oh, she must have dropped him off at home. It didn't work out, but apparently, no, he was, he's a goner. Yep. But, yeah, to get back to the uh, scene, yeah, to the, the scene with the swimmer, so there's a dog way out at sea. Not way out, not way out, but it's, he's, he's way off the beach. There. And it, it is, it's like, I mean, and I think, and I really love that because it, it really kind of shows, like, the, there's a, a mother and her husband and they have a baby on the beach with them. And it's their dog that's out there, like in the in the in the waves. Yeah, in the riptide. Because yeah, the, there's there's um, pretty nasty waves. Yeah, it's, and he's trapped out there. Out. And and the the mother like swims out to go get it. And the and then the husband is like, oh, now I need to save her. And I thought that scene did a really good job of showing how how much humanity like cares about each other. And then like the swimmer goes out to like save them too. And it's just like, oh my god, like people care a lot about people, and people also care a lot about dogs. Yeah. And it's like, it, the but most, not about their babies, apparently. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying in the moment, the most important thing to them is getting, is saving each other. And the most important thing to Scarlett Johansson's character is I need to like get this guy back to my house, which leads to like the later scene Mm. where the swimmer's exhausted and she like bashes him on the head Yeah, because she's like, because she's like, I need, I need this man. I need the meat, the delicacy meat that I just learned about. So like that was to me was like a, a powerful scene to show how how much she is not like the same as a person. Like I, I wrote in my notes, cold hearted observer. Yeah, like she sure. was totally willing to let them all die. Yes. Yeah. And that's actually like, so that's what I wanted to talk about. Compare and contrast the, the types of um, shot uh, shots that we're using. So what, what's happening when they're out swimming on by the rock and the woman is caught and then the guy swims out after, and then you watch the, the swimmer go over there too. You get these really long shots you know really far away you can't really hear what's going on just this disinterested kind of it's actually um typically when you want to emphasize comedy uh you will shoot a long shot because it will emphasize how small and pointless this this scene is um so when you shoot it like that it shows this doesn't matter this is just happening and then you cut to this this shot of scarlett johansson or I'm sorry, the woman walking on the beach, slowly, uncaring, stalking her prey, which is a big difference in the second half of the filming. Actually, I do want to speak to the, you. You did hear her later in the van on the radio. There was a, a news report talking about that couple. Yes. Yeah. And they were up. like the the husband was found 18 month old baby goes missing yeah. yes yeah. and they're like they they're like oh uh reports assume that like they were all out together like so she knows that like she was a part of that yes the important line is actually the one where they say that the search has been called off for fog i was just about to say that too because the fog comes later in the movie yes so her change of heart after she is released um when she changes her heart and she releases the one guy she stops in the middle of the fog and gets out and starts walking because the search too, yeah. has ended leaves the van. due to fog. Yep. And that is where the camera angles change. And when she comes out of the fog, she is now the subject. She Ooh. is now the prey. Well, because there's Shit like biscuits, later, Calvin. Later on, <laughs> That's there's what like four a, years of college yeah. will do for you. Well, because I noticed there's like a lot more really big wide shots on yes. her. So mm-hmm. like you know when she's like waiting for the bus, and this is skipping further along, but this is just to like talk about you know the difference in like camera angles. There's a big, huge wide shot, and yep. and again, all you hear is like her feet on the gravel or on the road or whatever. You know, there's a guy at the bus stop. He's like, "Oh, the bus will be here soon." So she turns back, and it's just—I mean, it's a insanely—I mean, the the shot is from like 
a couple hundred yards away. The it's bus so literally far turned away. the corner at the top of yeah. the hill. Yeah, which is cool to me because I know that like there's some some guy on the set who's like, okay, she said the line like cue the Go. bus, yeah. and the, and then you see the bus come over like the horizon and everything. So, but yeah, that just speaks to your point. It's like uh, the film technique completely changes like once her character starts to change. Yeah, and two, you know, another th- another motif that's really interesting when you talk about what is dude, he's full of big words. Yeah, man. what the fuck does motif mean? So, so actually. a motif is is like um is like a theme. It's a recurring image or symbol that okay. it, it can be visual, it can be um, thematic in nature uh, in the sense that this is an idea that we so think of like the like kind the, of like the way her score was when she was hunting and then she became the hunted. That's motif. K- kind of. So I would say um like in this instance, so I'll explain what I mean. So a motif in this sense was you remember when so when she first first takes the the woman's clothes in the beginning of the movie and there's that ant, ant yeah. walking on her body. She picks it up and she carefully you know Examines. examines yeah. it. It's something precious, living, whereas she just stripped this dead woman. I thought that naked. same thing. I was like, was the woman dead? She did. Uh, she did cry. She cried, but she was dead. She was dead. It yeah. looked like she was looking right at her. Yeah, but I mean, she was. I dead. like that scene a lot because it's like it shows like she cares more about this aunt than like and the person. This person. Yeah. yeah, and it also emphasizes how little sexuality the skin means to them. You're just completely naked, and it doesn't mean anything. I'm so For glad now. that it was explained that that was her as an alien like taking over this yes scarlett johansson yep yeah and then, I, so, I watched that i was like man this is this is supposed to make me feel something maybe it's a symbolism of material possessions don't matter we're all just naked underneath it all or whatever i mean you're starting out in the beginning of the film it could mean fucking anything it could yeah. mean anything it's been 15 minutes and there's been no words yet it could be anything <laughs> so, so i'm so glad that it's it's an alien do, and that's what it means <laughs> i don't think that scarlett johansson knows that she's an alien until the end of the movie no no no, no. so she it's the opposite. She knows she's an alien because that's her whole purpose. I don't think she understands the nature of her own skin, which is why the mirrors are so important, which is why I don't think she understands why the deformed guy was going to the store at the night. She doesn't understand that he's like unattractive. Yeah. That she's, okay. That he's unattractive because she doesn't have a good sense of what, what skin means to humans. One of the themes of this movie is the skin. And that's why when they it's get like sucked, maybe the yeah, biggest theme, when they go under the liquid and there's that, like a few minute scene with that the part's guy. fucking disgusting. It that was, one, that it one was powerful. That, one got me. that yeah. was really no, it's powerful. It's great. I'm not saying it's not good. So it's, there's it the, is gross. There's the person who got sucked under the liquid previously and he's, I don't know, being processed or something. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly he pops and he's just a husk. And I, I jumped. Yeah, I jumped. Too. That scene goes on for so long. So and long. It's, so it's long. like it's so unsettling. Like yep. in the beginning, like when you can see when he like reaches out to his hand, and you can see how his skin is so much more loose. Like and it is, ju- it's it's disturbing. Like it's weird. It's very disturbing. But I mean, like I it did enjoy seeing. Like it was intriguing. Because I mean, it was gross. Dude. After he pops, the the skin floats for a while, and I was like, wow. So I think, wow. <laughs> I think that part's great because it gives you like the perspective, like the other dudes seeing that happen and like, oh my fucking God, like I am yeah. so screwed. That's now. my fate. Yeah. But so what I was saying too, to, so this, 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 it's this learning experience of her understanding what she's in. Like she is this alien that is living in this skin and doesn't really under, understand the nature of it. And the things that she does seem to have th- sympathy for are the insects because you th- you remember too when she's staring at the mirror and before God, she releases she the guy, the there's that fly 
bouncing against the. Dude, I, against I picked the, up on uh, that. I was smart yeah, enough to see that. I did not. I'm dumb enough not to. And so that's a that's a Holly <laughs> that's a Hollywood rule. Like, <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. It's only the third episode. <laughs> so, uh, but but one thing I was gonna say is that yeah. Hollywood usually does things in twos and threes. Things that happen in twos and threes are important. And her having a relationship or a connection with insects twice, is is twice yeah. is important in that sense. Yeah, and so it's to, also interesting because that 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 fly being trapped could actually be interpreted in two different ways. It could be him trapped in the goo or it could be her, her trapped realizing in. she's trapped in the skin. So you're saying everything in a movie is a metaphor for something. No, no. there's, there's a lot to it. A lot can be interpreted that way, but there are plenty of things in this movie that just are, but there are some things that like to ex- extend these visual motifs and metaphors beyond what's there to add further depth to the subject matter. But so to kind of get more context to that, that the fly being trapped, like we were talking to, like, so before that we talked about this guy who's like deformed and, uh, that's a real person. There's no prosthetic. Like he's just a, yeah. he's yep. just a person and it's called a uh, neurofibromatosis. <laughs> What's his name? I forgot his name. Did you have it written down? Adam Pearson. Okay, I was about to say, otherwise I was going to rake so, you over the coals yeah. for like just <laughs> talking about like, no, no, yeah. no, no. I did some research on him. So fun fact about him. He, uh, he actually broke his leg like the day before he was supposed to have his audition. Whoa. Yeah, and so then uh uh the director like went to his like hospital room and did the audition there and like told him right after he's like, "Okay, you got the part." That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, and so Jonathan Glazer. So some cool things about that is like uh so he actually had input on how he thought the seduction scene should work. So, which I thought was that part was yeah. great. So, so basically, he's walking on the side of the road. Scarlett Johansson pulls over, asks him for direction somewhere, which she's been doing throughout the whole movie. That's kind of how she starts every interaction with people. It's like, how do you get to this place? So she asks him, you know, how do I get here? And he's like, oh, I'm going to the grocery store. And she's like, oh, do you need a ride? And so he gets in the car, and she starts like complimenting him on like his kindness. And then she starts talking about his hands. She's like, you have really beautiful hands. Like, you have, you know. And I guess a lot of that came from Adam Pearson, like, the actor in that scene. He was, like, gave his input. He was like, how would I be seduced? Because, like, he knows he's not. A, a beautiful woman is not going to come up to him and be like, wow, you're the really hot guy that I want to be with right now. That wouldn't, like, he would translate that to be like, that's, okay, something's up. Yeah. And so she changes, like, her tactic instead of, like, kind of. Because earlier in the movie, she's talking about how, like, nice someone's smile is yeah. and, like, how, how charming they are. And, like, uh, she completely changes her tactic to kind of seduce him. And I guess a lot of that came from, like, him, like, the actual Adam Pearson was like, hey, like, if if someone was going to try and, like, seduce me, I know it's not going to be for my look. So how would you, how else would you do it? He was like, well, you know, you compliment, like, their their, their attitude, how they act. You know, you compliment some other physical feature that, other than, like, their face or their physique. And so I thought that was a really cool, like, little tidbit that I looked up is he was like, you know, she 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 kind of goes on about, like, his hands and everything. And she's like, would you like to touch me here? Would you, can I touch you there? And Part's weird. Yeah. It, it is, it is. And it's like, and I think you just have a really built-in sympathy for the character immediately. Like Adam Pearson. And so, like, you, you, you like, you know what's going to happen to him. And you're just immediately like, oh, please don't, like, let anything happen to yeah, this guy. Yeah, exactly. Because you feel, you do feel sorry for him. But there is, I mean, obviously, things end up happening yeah. to him. Yeah. And so then she she does get him back to his house, and she does take him into the like her, her black room. And uh, 
and that's when Calvin brought up like the scene where she's she's got him in the goo and everything, and she leaves. Well, she he also asks, "Are we? Am I dreaming right now?" Yeah, yes, she says yes. Now. Yeah. So I think, I think yeah they might like, be entranced. And I think she has like, well, I I sort of thought she was saying that to be like make him feel like this isn't real like i'm not really about to like kill because you he was getting goo. suspicious as well i think i think that's yeah. what that was about is it from the beginning he was suspicious as like as you talked about it's like uh the actor saying like how like someone who looks like this isn't gonna they're gonna be like hey something's up i feel like the whole time the character feels that way the entire time like whether like she sells it well or whatever ends up getting him back to her house but and he's suspicious the whole time. I think that makes her feel a little bit funny as well. So it's interesting on the topic of the black room. I interpreted that as like a metaphor for when a man is in a room with an attractive woman. All he can really see is her. And I thought that that was like, mm. that, I thought that was the interpretation that we were supposed to get was like, nothing else in this room matters. It's, it's a devoid room and all he can see is her. So it's interesting that like all you guys interpreted that as like a literal black room no nah, connor connor has the same exact opinion as you he mentioned oh, okay. earlier but um yeah no i believe i don't think that you guys are wrong in that standpoint at all because mm-hmm. they are very much so focused on her like they have boners walking in they're not giving a shit about what's going on yeah absolutely <laughs> and so like the thing is like like yeah can you guys i just are, say real quick i love the i think it's the the dude who gets seduced at like the nightclub or the bar and when he gets into the room they have like a different kind of like score going. yeah he's like, he's dancing. like dancing yeah he's a weirdo he's so yeah. into it yeah. like, he's like oh yeah it's like dude good 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 dude yeah. he's like so into it i'm not nothing about this movie is funny but that part i was like oh i like kind of chuckled a little, a little. little. it yeah. was like yeah. i, I yeah, chuckled when, a little yeah when things are like like kind of half goofy like that and they break such a such a, a sense of atmosphere and mood you just kind of have to laugh because yeah. like why because this is happening because yeah. the score but has not sounded well like well. that like, yeah it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't just like yeah. uh no wrench thrown in there it's not fucking Loki making the joke at Thanos when he's fighting him. But it was just, it was very, I was like, oh, like the music changed and like he was acting like, yeah, like why would you act like that? That's why I thought the the room wasn't like literal because I was like, why would you act like that in that room? Yeah. But I also thought like well, the scene yeah. in the nightclub was good because she was so confused by dancing oh in my general. God. I yeah. want to back up just a tiny bit before that. So she's stalking this guy into the nightclub, yeah. right? And she's followed him in there and she's gonna i think she wants to catch him before he gets into the club and, and she fails and that's women, when she yeah. sees other people and so then there's like a big group of women who are going to go to the club and she runs into them and she is incredibly awkward around women the she's, most yeah she's very confused and she looks uncomfortable and i thought it was like kind of a this like kind of juxtaposed sense of like how she is as a character she is entirely comfortable talking to men the entire movie and then she comes into contact with a couple women like a, a group of women and she is absolutely out of her element and so i think it speaks a lot of the character is like uh, her goal is not to get women seduce them her goal is to seduce men so, and so i thought that just, was like a is little is it just the men that is the delicacy is it just no. like i think i think what it is is it's it's i don't know how to act around this because that's not my script my script is i'm supposed to i am a woman i am talking to men because okay. i can just I don't know. I don't think. I don't know if there's anything further to read out of that. There's some things that are just you know things that happen. I guess it just to me it thought like her character is like all about like her point is like I need to seduce men. My goal is to seduce men and like get yeah, them. Yeah. And so when she has Let's to interact with women, it's like uh like does not compute. Like I'm not like, doing yeah, this. Instantly like instantly, she's gets like join the group and the bitches are all like you know like, you look so hot like you look yeah. great and like all this stuff and. Like let's go party, girl. Like all yeah. the shit. Like which is like that's happened. That's natural in like yeah. human society. And and she's yeah. it's very uncomfortable. 
Yeah, like Adam Pearson scene. Uh, we're going to go back to, so she's. Adam? I thought it was. Yeah, Adam Pearson. No, he's I the. Said, I thought you said something else. So, so <laughs> he's been put in the goo, and Scarlett Johansson's leaving, and Calvin had mentioned earlier, she sees herself in the mirror, and like like you said, like the, the mirrors are like really powerful, like yeah. kind of points for her character. It's like, I think this is like the first time she's like really, really reflecting yeah, on like because I wouldn't who say she, she just like, looks and looks at the mirror. That is a long shot. Yeah, she stares massive. at it for a while. And love, I love why I want to see that on film is because how her face comes out of the blackness yeah. and then is reflected in all of the gradients on her, the contours of her face, and as she just stares at it, you start to get that sense like she doesn't know what is on the outside of her skin what this skin yeah. actually is well and then like later on when the uh motorcycle guy and your motorcycle alien he he kind of like loses her or whatever and he's like kind of doing some investigation like trying to figure out where she's at and he goes into the house that's her house he looks at the same mirror yeah but he looks at it with a completely different view and i i feel like in his head he's like oh fuck like she figured out the like there's well, more to her than like she can be more than just like this person who has this. Does job. he make more of himself? I, no, no. I I feel like that's other. Yeah, I think those are other things. So another really interesting thing. It might not have been picked up because it doesn't mean anything to the narrative. Is there is one time that she has returned with someone. I can't remember what when it happened in the film, but she's just standing there and the biker is examining her. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. 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 Just yeah. Walking yeah. around yeah. her, just. Basically, like, yeah. What what I think that was trying to convey is that she's a subordinate, but she's also sure. like being observed and stared at as like an object. And it was weird. She's a tool. She's a tool. Yeah, the she's whole a tool. Movie. Yeah, she's a tool. She's she's uh, she's sexual property release. of that guy. Yeah. yeah, property by him. Sexual release by men, and that's really what she is. Is when she looks at the mirror and why she releases the guy. It's this. It's this inner existential equilibrium equilibrium where she realizes well i'm a person this is yeah yeah that's, that's why i think like, when, when he sees the mirror too he's like i think he's figured out that she's figured out that she yeah can be more and he's just like god damn it like now and I, I have to go and solve this like, yeah and i don't even think like he realized it then that's the movie telling you he saw the mirror you realize what the mirror's purpose was for her yeah and it's just a really fun visual um clue for the audience to understand what happened but yeah as, as far as the inspection scene goes i like that one a lot too because i think Cause, so he like takes steps and like looks at her from like every angle, mm. but then he like gets face to face with her and like stares at her face so much. Yes, face. And I think it, it obviously the purpose is like you know it's supposed to emphasize like uh, to me it was like maybe it's like okay like are you doing everything to be as beautiful as you can to get as many like men as you can? Yeah, it's, and I thought and that like, for sure. And he like stares at her lips like a lot. Yeah. Where's I the thought, lipstick? And so I thought because even before that scene starts, she puts on lipstick. Yeah. And then that's when like the inspection starts, and so I, I thought, I thought that whole scene was really to emphasize like, are you doing everything you can to like get us as many like men as you can? That's how I viewed the scene for sure. Yeah, yeah and one thing that we could talk about too, if we wanted to get into the, like the Jungian psychology of the archetypes of all. Can you of this, explain what like, that means? You keep saying that, and, yeah, and yeah, I've been I've been camera. like pretending to be like, wow, I <laughs> totally say, get that. Dude, like, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, so, I don't talk so, about. Yeah, so no, Jungian, me and Jungian go way back. Jung. I've been. So Jung, Carl Jung, was a Swiss uh, psychoanalyst that did a lot of work with uh, Freud, but he broke from him um, uh, after like eight years of collaboration together. And um, he has this um, 
film is basically a giant circle jerk of Jungian psychology because it's based on archetypes. Basically, what archetypes are are symbols, ideas that exist in the collective unconscious of humankind and how we unpack those images from our shared narratives is how we interpret um, personalities and and uh, and individuals. So, like Luke Skywalker is an archetype. He's in. He's a hero archetype. Right. This, this you could use like all of the all of the easy ones. You know, that's you know they're all they're, that's what you know Hollywood likes to use. They use like all of the simple boring Certainly. ones. Certainly. The the evil. You have the trickster. You have um, the hero. You have uh, damsel in distress. You know, representing, you know sexual virility like in the point of humankind like the purpose of of journeys is is you know winning over the woman those types of things those aren't those aren't the exclusive reasons that heroes go on journeys but it's a very common thing like mario super mario obviously so and archetypes are a device of how we interpret narratives and the narratives of how we live our lives so the narratives that we tell ourselves are usually through our personas and in this case the skin is her persona so how she's starting to grapple with the skin as not just persona persona but also her individual self her her ego and her id this mixing of all three of those uh psychic elements is a big part of this film which is why faces are so big um just in general because that's yeah. the extension of ego and id um into the persona can i just say again like how thankful i am to have you on because it, it's like it is cool to kind of get a more in-depth look at like why characters are created the way they are why they're written the way they are why they act the way they do on screen like it's it like i think it's as valuable to me as it is to like the viewer like it's whoever's listening to this like I, i'm getting as much out of this as you are like it is I, again i'm very thankful to have you on calvin this is like it's really cool to be like i i hear a lot of terms and cool language that i didn't know before yeah, and it, it's it's i think it's awesome it's super educational actually uh i mean in hindsight like i will go into a movie with the knowledge i've gained today and have a different perspective for sure um like i'm still having my own opinions based on who I am and stuff like that. But you can tell good. me I'm wrong. I yeah. don't, yeah, I don't give a shit if you're wrong or right, Calvin. <laughs> that's not the point here. Is the point is that you are, um, there's knowledge that's being gained here, and I think that's something that I appreciate. Yeah, I just, awesome. love, I just love hearing all this. It's like yeah, just really yeah. cool stuff that like, I mean, I didn't realize I was going to get a little philosophy lesson on this. Like, yeah. I think it's really cool. Like, I, I, I am thoroughly enjoying this. Like, it's, you know, we're supposed to make this so that, like, anyone who's listening can enjoy it. I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, so. I'm so glad because, li like, listening back to, like, some of the archetype shit, like, I just, like, wow, you can really tell I don't understand archetypes all that well. I'm just bumbling over my words. I understand, like, how to make films better than I do, like, specific, like, the the psychology like Jung, Jungian psychology which is what I need to read out more if we're going to talk about the lighthouse but like you know all the other stuff mm -hmm. I understand Dude, let, well. can, let me just say real quick because like, the viewers can't see this Calvin's taking this so seriously he had like a laptop out he had like a, a he had like a little script out to like make sure he had all his his, his answers to questions right He's got he's got notes. He's he's taking to make sure like we're, I we're got staying like on a point. bullshit poly pocket J notebook. Jane's got like... Jane, yeah Jane's got a, like a little Hello Kitty notebook. <laughs> 
Oh my god! But it fucking works, all right. Oh my god, I didn't see. But like, no, no. So basic. (laughs) 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 Your work notebook. Yeah, two for one. Yeah, Calvin came rolling in here with the script and a bunch of stuff, and we we like barely got our sound system to work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, it's because I spent four years in college learning how to do it the fucking wrong way. We're (laughs) like, I was like, I was really content with this to be like a fly by night operation, like you know, seat of our pants deal. But like, Calvin's come in here and just like changed the change the game here. So he gave us some scenes on our jeans boys and yeah. we are uh, we're rolling now we're yeah, wearing it's, we're wearing levi's not wranglers boys. yeah it's kind of surprising no one's just tabbed me for the next lord of the rings uh, reboot yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> hey what's uh let's get calvin the job huh yeah so I, so, I, yeah. so, the, so I think the last big thing we were talking about is like kind of the release of the adam pearson character like the, your deformed character mm-hmm. and so like we said, Scarlett Johansson, she looks in the mirror, kind of sees more of herself, has kind of a realization, and then Calvin alluded to it earlier, you mentioned it earlier, she sees a, a like a fly like trapped in between like a door and a window, or, you know, she sees like a fly trapped, and uh, we mentioned it's kind of like a reference to when she like kind of picks up the ant earlier, and what did you, things are in twos and threes? Yeah, twos and threes, and like, I just can't think of another, um, you know, it's, 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 it's just interesting how they've juxtaposed the... Can you explain what like twos and threes are? Twos and threes, things that happen in visual motifs. Um, how often they happen in films. It's another union thing uh, referred to as synchronicity. They only mean something because it's it's a it's another psychic state. Basically, synchronicity is the idea that the only reason the fly really means something is, is because of the ant is because of the meant ant. something earlier. We have we have come to the ant with the same mindset, the same mi- psychic state of understanding her v- her perspective of insects. She, despite after stripping this dead woman and, you know, and the tear falling down the dead woman's, she has no emotion towards it, but casually picks up the ant off of her body and examines it and lets it crawl over her. Seems to have empathy towards the fly that's trapped and that is that's that's the, that's why those are important is because it's happened more than once basically there are other other ways that you can do that uh, a lot of older hollywood films like the 50s that they followed that um that yeah. formula a lot well, more. i feel like uh, yeah. a lot of the movie is about her growing empathy that's a big part yeah. of the movie is her i want to touch on that for sure so a lot of the scenes in the beginning she like has these conversations with people like outside of her car and she's like jovial like seems very interested in the people and then like she rolls up the window and drives away and the look on her face completely is apathetic does not give yep. a single shit about what's going on but she is like i mean obviously she's an actress and so scarlett johansson is able to like do that as an actor and act very involved and then all of a sudden turn that off and like be blank afterwards but i mean it means a lot for i think the character who is like like I said, seems so involved in these conversations, and then you look at her a second later, and she just couldn't care less. Yep, speeds off. Yeah, mm. doesn't care, and and it yeah, and again that totally changes later on in the movie, and so so uh, she lets lets the guy out, uh, and he goes through like this field, and he's completely naked, and he's like kind of wondering. There's apparently they filmed that at like three in the morning. And Interesting. Uh, and uh, there's like an interview with Adam Pearson. He was like, it was fucking freezing. He was like, <laughs> he was like, Scotland. I mean, Scotland, yeah, yeah is cold. always yeah. like, like yeah, it was beautiful. The scenes, like, yeah. Just the scenes but he was like, yeah. he was like, we spent over an hour doing that, 
oh. of just me being like doing different takes walking through this. He was like, it was over an hour. It's really cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And it's interesting too, thinking about, so when he, when the biker does pick up Adam um, Pearson. Yeah, because that happens like shortly after. Yeah, yeah, he he, he crosses into the backyard of one of the houses um, uh, abutting the field and then, you know, knocks him unconscious and puts him in the car and you see that woman staring from the other window looking at him and the dude looks at him and he doesn't care because he doesn't care if he's recognized. It's a skin suit. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, like, it's what are they going to do about it? Yeah, yeah, it's replaceable. Yeah, you can look at me. I don't care. Like, yeah, I just stole this car and my bike's still here. I don't give a shit. So you just gave me like, an answer to a question that I was going to ask hmm. was about that old lady. It's like, what does that even mean? It's her looking down on that. And yeah, the fact of the matter is that he does not give a fuck. Yeah. I saw the lady also and I was like, oh my gosh, what does that mean? Is this a symbol for something? Yeah. But that was before I realized that the biker is you know, an alien who has come to this planet with a goal or whatever. Oh, you had not. Yeah, so I saw the the lady. I was like, "Why isn't she calling the police or something?" And I I thought like, "Oh, this is a goal. This is this is a symbol for something." So I just I was trying to look too deep at the scene. I think. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes a leaf is a leaf, boys. Yeah, and sometimes a leaf is is not a leaf. And this is the this is what makes interpreting films so so difficult. Sometimes is what when do things mean something? So when you see um, her picking up these men and taking them back to the house. You think about the doors that they walk through. They're just the frame, and then it's blackness on the other side. The door frames are weird also. Yes, they're intentionally placed in the center of the frame, which is not its not a technique that we're, we're taught to do. To make something visually interesting, you have, um, think of your a piece of paper being divided into nine grids, and where those, and where those lines intersect are the points of interest to convey. You put... Um, you would put your subject in the top right to convey a certain type of motion, claustrophobia, um, depending on where they, the subject is. Like, think of a, a man staring um, at, a, at a wall, and you have filmed it with the right side of the frame directly in line with that wall. So you have all of this empty space behind him. It's meant to create the sense of claustrophobia. Like, what is he looking at? Why is he looking at that? So the frame is meant to convey basically um, a representational box of how we see things and what the subject is interacting with, how they're meant to feel. So putting it in the center is, is a really interesting technique because it's not... It's not good filmmaking, which I, I've never agreed with. Like, they think that, like, I like putting things centered because there's just sometimes there's a way you want to convey something, you put it front and center. So the reason that it's interesting and why it's important is because it happens all the time. I want to say that there are at least six or seven shots of someone walking through a door frame in the whole, in the whole film. And why it's important is because it's, always the men in the beginning of the film being taken into the black room. But after the fog, the per- the person that's going through the door frames is Scarlett Johansson or the woman. So when she is taken back to the guy's house from the bus, she is let into his house, into his door frame, and then she's standing in the foyer. And she is framed by the door frame behind her. And she is just standing there because what happens now? I'm trusting this person. I am learning and changing, 
but I am inside of. I've gone through the black door. There's there's fear in her. Yep. It's like, does not know what's going to happen now. And, yep, and then she turns and sees his big mirror, and there she is, a far-off subject, the, um, the focus of a predator-type uh, camera angle. She's now the prey. She is now under his protection subjugation. I'm going to go watch this movie Fucking a second great time. analysis. Oh, my God. That's not, Jesus Christ. That's not the only one either. It's because when there's she's... More? Yeah, there's another one. So um, the other one that happens is... Uh, there might have been one when they were on the beach walking through the castle, but I don't... That one is just... That's yeah. walking that down the stairs and she's scared. That's another doorway that she's like afraid to go through. Yeah. Is that... Yep. So she's never walked downstairs is my... Assumption in that movie. Hey, that's She's, possible. She doesn't know how no, to go No, she has because she yeah. came. No, she came down the stairs when she. I know, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, okay. The stairs. Okay, I did not know that. I literally thought she was scared. No, stairs. guys, yeah. the stairs oh. are a metaphor. Are they? No. For, yeah. Okay. I'm right. I'm open to your interpretation. Well, no, I, I. You know, we're skipping it further ahead, but I thought the scene where she's going down the castle stairs is not to be like. She's not literally scared of stairs. I just thought it was to show that like. She's at a point in her, like, kind of change, her transition, that, like, she's very vulnerable. And so the scene, I don't think, is necessarily be, like, literally yeah. interpreted as her being scared of stairs. It's just, this is her first time, because the, mm-hmm. the guy she's with is like, trust me, I got you, trust me, I got first you. First time she's Picked being her, it's, it's her first time, like, kind of allowing herself to yeah. believe yeah. in someone else besides herself. And when, someone, uh... like, letting her, she's not in charge anymore, someone else is helping her. And so that's what I thought, is is it was... Yeah, and, and just before, um, there's like a big puddle on the ground before they even get to the castle, and he like picks her, her up and carries yeah. her. And so I thought that scene was more about like her learning to like trust other people, because like I don't yes. think she necessarily trusts the guy on the motorcycle. No, she doesn't. It's, I think no, it's her superior. I think it's so more this of is her, her trusting her yeah. judgment too. It's yeah, like her trusting in herself is like okay, like like it's I'm scary, I'm, yeah. but like I do. I'm going to let dude. go and let this guy, yeah. like, help me out. And and so that's yep. – the, the scene is not about someone being scared about stairs. The scene is about uh, allowing yourself to be vulnerable and, and trust someone to help you. Yep. That's totally what I got from that. Yeah. And um, so the other doorway is when she is walking through the forest and she sees the logger and um, – Oh, we should go to that later. Uh, I feel like we're getting it's, there. Yeah, it's – yeah. It's it's a good point here because there, when we get to the end of the scene, you can see how some of the imagery starts to all tie together. Um, she gets to the, uh, she talks to him. It's uncomfortable. Um, Guys are fucking creep. You dude. do right notice, away. You can understand. Well, he's a creep. You know, you know, like throughout all the film when she's picking up guys, she would be like, "Oh, are you alone?" And you it's knew exactly like what you said. That's, that's like the situation reverse. she is in. And that's yeah. literally what he said. Like, "Oh, are you alone?" And so you knew right from it's there the that score. he was. Yep, and you knew, and the scorp comes in too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And you so you knew from that line that she was now going to be a victim, and so when she uh, gets, she's tired, and she gets to um, what is it? The uh, she gets to that little shelter, the, uh, the camping shelter, or whatever. Yeah, the, for yeah. hill walkers First, is what it's. It was yeah. what it was, which is cool because I think that adds more to like her starting to kind of trust humanity and like kind of trust in that because it's like uh, all walkers are welcome here. Like you're welcome to take shelter here and then it's yeah. immediately broken yeah and that and that could be you know could be just like there there are obvious um technical challenges like it also is just the public uh um you know house stop point so they that plaque could just be like a part yeah, of that's like, a that that scene that whole part in the woods is filmed on like this very remote area where like you can't really drive to it's like uh 
I know they show like she gets like a road earlier or, or like later on, but it's like super remote. It's like on an island off Scotland. It's like, yeah. It, well, what I'm saying is like that, that's probably yeah. like a real place though. That they didn't build that. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 it is. Yeah. yeah, no, it is. Uh, I'm just saying it's like, as far as you're saying, like uh, technically, uh, like how would you get cameras there? It was actually really difficult because it, it mm. is in like the middle of nowhere. It's only walking trails to get there. You can't drive to it. Oh. And they said, <laughs> I was reading about it. It's, it's like a, it was like a, a, an hour walk to get like everything over there. So like, yeah, if you want to bring up like maybe how difficult it was to, like technically film there, it was well, like well, yeah. what it meant was like technically that that plaque was there it was going to be there regardless. Like they did, it wasn't put there intentionally. Oh, and I believe like, that. Yeah, yeah, so it could be there could be subtext to it, or it could just be like, yeah, well, well I mean, it's it's you know a government building. Dude, we can I just think that now. something is like? Can I just think something's like a metaphor in the movie? Sometimes, no, you cannot, yeah. You I mean, I'm just saying like like there. The, what I'm get what I'm giving you is like the uh, like <laughs> I'm sometimes, trying to be like, I'm trying to be smart. And Kelvin's like, no, actually, you were dumb for that. <laughs> I mean, it could be, but it could be like, oh, you're overanalyzing things. That's it's just a leap. That type of thing. This is exactly my problem with the movie. Mm. Not my problem with the movie, but this is something I struggled with. Yeah, I was overinterpreting everything. I was trying to. I was looking at every scene with like my mind's eye trying to figure out like what are they trying to tell me yeah yep. is is really difficult to watch a movie like this because we train ourselves not oh, to like dude. overthink movies like transformers or avatar because they're not trying to symbolize a yeah. million things for us yeah if they didn't tell me it didn't happen exactly so i well of course <laughs> so I'm, I'm waiting for scarlett johansson to tell me the plot of the movie and it never happens so i'm stuck guessing and yep. I haven't. I, I I guess I'm not smart enough yet. I need to. No, I need to work on it. Think, you don't have I the don't, language base. I don't. I don't think that you're supposed to be smart enough to understand this movie. The, I don't think that's the point of the movie. I don't think that this guy is trying to sell this to a certain degree of people or anything like that. I think he put it out there, like, as you said earlier, as interpretation of art. Like yeah, a it's it's art. Yeah. Yeah. You, however you perceive it, is the way that he wants you to perceive it. No, I think that that's. I think it's a good way to put it, and I I I interpret it the way that I'm gonna interpret it. Yeah, and it's awesome. I'm sure yeah, I'm that's gonna, what's great about the I'm film. I'm sure I'm gonna watch it again in in a year or whatever, and, and interpret, interpret it completely it differently. Yeah. The yeah. same way that you look at a painting at one point in your life, and you yeah. look at it years later, and you're like, wow, I suddenly see something completely different that I didn't ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. and so so there we are at the house, and this is the last door we go through. And she walks through the dark frame, and it's in direct contrast to the frame where she, uh, the door that she walked in for the guy that was helping her from the bus, because we had just been set up with the logger. We understood her as being the next victim of the film, and I thought it was interesting when she sat on the ledge. The the camera tilted down to give a look at her knees, and they were black, and her shins as well. Yeah, her shins as well. I actually think what was happening there was um, the skins. That they That's are not. Um, oh, heck not me! Very, I didn't even notice. It took that. me a while yeah. to figure out because I was like, you know, there's a lot of sexual. It's obviously not bloody. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, I thought there was. There's obviously a lot of sexual undertones when when knees are skinned in films, but the, it was black, and we find out later that her actual body is black, and that the skin is oh, tearing. Man. I don't think the skins last very long. So what was happening was this knees because she also wasn't doing her job was not in contact with the oh, body. Oh shit. So she was degrading, and so I just thought that that was mud. I didn't. I no, didn't even no, think about I, it. Like I that. thought it. Yeah. Like, I thought at first it was yeah. blood. That's cool that you point that out. Yeah, because I didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize that either. I and that's just my interpretation. Just yeah, it could be. It could but be, I, I, I like could just be dirt. It. But I like. I like know. the thinking. Yeah. Of I like it. Yeah. your but, interpretation of it better than my interpretation. So I'm gonna tell everyone. Yours. 
I just thought it was mud. Like, I yeah. Just thought, yeah. I, well, but, the reason yeah. I didn't think it was mud was because it was a weird thing for the camera to tilt down and focus on. Yeah. It's not. It's not a typical thing for the camera to do to focus on. So, so. my thing was like, so I thought the reason why that that was showing her knees and her shins, whatever her legs were showing, because and also with that scene when she's in there and we see that happen, her legs are dead. And she's dragging herself back mm. instead of walking. So I think that she had used them so much that her skin was starting to wear out. Oh, that's really interesting. And I thought that they zoomed in on her shins to show that she stumbled because the hiker said, hey, it's slippery out here. Watch out. So I thought that they were showing us like mm. she had to struggle to get here and she's all dirtied up because of it. And that's the, that's the purpose of the shot of the shins. And like she's got, you know, grime on her and stuff. Yeah, and so yeah, but from now on, Kellen, I'm going to tell everyone that was my idea. I was like, "Did you notice that her knees are black?" Like, <laughs> I did. Yeah. I saw it first time. Did you see it? Like, yeah, her, it was so yeah, obvious. Skin, yeah, like, how could you? Yeah. How could you I'm, miss I'm that gonna, I'm gonna like just punk everyone. And be like, "Did you see that? Like, ugh. how did you not notice it? You fucking peasant." Yeah. All right. So uh, I don't think I would notice that if I watched this movie a hundred times. I think I would think it's mud. Every time, so oh, that's so, that's I so interesting. Well, that was my thing. It was like overworked. It was my instant reaction because of her tiredness. After gosh, that's so crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If shins are just they're just metaphors for something else. Yeah, yeah, they're metaphors for fucking who cares. So before we get further, I want to talk about the the guy she meets after the fog. Okay, and and so she gets out of the vehicle after the fog, and then she tries the cake, like Jaden had mentioned earlier. She spits it out because she can't eat it. Yeah, because like. Obviously, she's trying to change. She's trying to be human. See yeah. what it means if it's even possible. Like that was and that was not. Yeah. That was just a film scene telling you like she is trying the most the most delicious human type food she can. And that and cake is looked. Yeah. Awesome. You, you know what I thought yeah. of? I thought of the scene from The Matrix when you know the the Merovingian is like describing the cake and like the girl about to eat it. Nope. No, I do. Well, and like the the girl eats it, and like. It, the, the cake is programmed to like give people an orgasm that's all i could think of <laughs> I, and that is so not in line with this movie but like all i could think of is like oh that's like the same cake <laughs> but anyways uh yeah but so i think the the point of that scene and, and yeah i i'd written down a note about it, is like this is her like really she's very curious about like how do i be a human i think yeah, can and, i change can i can i um you know, can I unite this persona with my ego and my id? It's sort of like, is this not a skin? Like, can I be this? Yeah. And that's why, I think that's why she connects with a guy in the bus or tries to at least. And, and and I think that's so great because like, that's like the first guy that, who is trying to hit her up for a conversation. Yes. He's like, are you okay? Like, do you need anything? Like, can well, I help out? Technically the guy in the club approached her. <sighs> okay, come on, man. But, but he saw her watching he saw her watching him. Yeah, no, he didn't see that. He no, said he so. He, he said specifically. He said, he, he yeah. said, I saw you following me. Like, I saw you. I saw oh, you trying okay, to catch right. Me. And yeah. then she says, I saw you outside the club. Oh, you did? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So I guess I just thought, like, this was, if it was her kind of herself at the beginning of the movie, it would have been her initiating with him. Exactly. Trying to, like, figure out, like, how do I get this guy? But it was kind yep. of him initiating with her. And what's crazy is he, he'd actually be a good target. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, no. Um, also, okay, I just want to bring this up. Dude, okay, so the Scottish bus driver can't understand a goddamn word he says. Really? That's why you watch the subtitles. I do, okay, I, ref- I I pretty much refuse to watch movies with subtitles. That's crazy. Oh, really? I cannot I, do I it absolutely it. watch every film, every with, film with, subtitles. with subtitles. Mostly because so many of the films that I watched were, were foreign language. Like, that was well, just a thing that you got used to. Yeah, well, like, okay, so the reason I do that is because 
if it, I feel like if I am, I spend my whole time reading subtitles and I'm not watching the movie at all, no, which is why so I do a quick scan. Yeah. And then go yeah. Back. So I, I'm, I'm a slow reader, so I'm, I'm not like great at that, which is why Calvin had brought up watching. Maybe we watch parasite and review that, which I actually love parasite. Mm-hmm. Never seen it, it. It's a Korean, the Korean. Yeah. Film, right? It's yeah. Korean. And so I just watched it like maybe a month ago and I didn't put it off because like, it's not because I don't think foreign films are worth watching, but I was just like, man, like I just, I don't want to spend my whole time watching letters on a screen and like not seeing the movie which so, yeah and it sucks you know yeah. and i'm not like trying to be like oh we'll, we'll make it in english if you want me to watch it. i'm just saying i'm just saying like that is I, exactly I, was, where I am by but the way. i was just like i was like god damn like i just i just know i'm gonna be reading the whole time and then i watched parasite and i was like this is one of the best movies i've ever seen yeah it's so good it's great and you know really like the way we're supposed to watch film and it's difficult when it's when it was harder to find the subject films for our classes because you know they're from the 30s or they're from uh communist russia so a lot of the originals were destroyed um you watch the first time through for narrative and then second and third rewatches you, you pay attention to other th- other things so i think that's a good way of like you know honestly i was pausing when you know if we talk about the lighthouse i paused the lighthouse so many times because a there was a lot more action in this film so i needed to write down i was writing down quotes i was writing down shots and there was so much it was the the cuts were so much quicker that i just had to pause a lot of i it. have so many quotes that i wrote down just because like oh. willem dafoe says like amazing things oh, throughout yeah. the whole movie oh man the reason he won the oscar for that movie yeah I mean, he did great yeah and like oh man the dialects were actually um era but uh, let's accurate. hold on let's yeah we have a whole nother show for that i could, for, I could fanboy about yeah, that we're, for, we're gonna finish up under the skin now. <laughs> okay. But uh what were we talking about? Yeah, where do we leave off? She she goes into the, the shelter and she has her her all shins right. all dirtied up. All right. we so let's, uh, let's, no, let's. I thought we were finishing up bus driver guy first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Bus so driver. Bus you driver couldn't, guy. Couldn't under, so yeah, my uh, my sister actually had a Scottish boyfriend for a while, and I just loved that I was like the only one that could understand. And my my grandparents would just they're like, oh yeah, we watch you know the this Scottish show on uh on Acorn. What's it called? Seamus McFoot. And he's just like, yeah, like, but I'm a real Scottish person. Like, I I don't know what that has to do with the shows yeah. that you watch. All right, so like just a fun fact about uh, Scottish is it's it's considered like a mutually understood language. It's not like even really English anymore. So it's not even like a dialect. No, from I mean, I mean this is just what I read. I don't know if it's like factual, but like I mean, okay, like read like Scottish tweets. I mean, they're, they're goddamn almost. It sounds like it's a different language. Like when you read them, they look ridiculous. And so, like an example of like uh, other languages that are mutually understood is uh, like Swedish, and Danish, and Norwegian. And so, like, all of those people kind of describe the other language as being the same, but with, like, an accent, which is how I would describe Scottish. It's like, I well, mostly get it, but it's, like, you'd sound crazy. So like, kind of like uh, how, like, Mexican Spanish is different than, like, European Spanish. No, it's more like Portuguese and Spanish. Okay. Um, so, and the uh, thing is, is there are, like, there are some characters between uh, Danish norwegian and swedish that are different but but it feels like for the most them, part they, they follow the same rules under the yeah, same well, like, when you say them yeah. they all sound the same yeah it's they like sound the same very similar enunciation but it just sounds like there's there's just something a little off about it and like scottish is just one of those ones where like i feel like i get it but like god damn i don't know what you're saying <laughs> most of the time but like i i feel like i could track a conversation with a scottish person which is uh, apparently that's how like swedish people feel like talking to norwegian people and, and like mm. vice versa it's like i can track it but like god it's just a little off. But yeah, that's just a little, a little fun funky. fact. Yeah, but that's why subtitles help people. So. But again, yeah, I already went over why I don't like subtitles. But yeah. man, that bus driver is. 
He's got a dope earring, though. I don't know if you noticed that. He's got oh, an I earring. Didn't, I, was reading I, didn't, I actually did not like him at all. <laughs> yeah, I did not like <laughs> that like character I, one bit. They, I'm, I'm trying to like really analyze this film, and like the, the main thing I took away from it was like, well, the bus driver had an earring. So <laughs> so I, I feel like I really got this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Got it hands down. the whole point. table, yeah. at least. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, like we were talking about, it's like uh, Scarlett Johansson meets this guy on the bus. and Super nice, dude. And and she treats him completely different than how she treats any other man like throughout the film, except for uh, like like we said that Adam Pearson character. And that's eventually not even in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. And uh, she kind of I think this is like the real moment where she like really tries to like kind of learn more about how to be a human. She realizes she doesn't. Yeah. Well, so she uh, she gets to his house, and and the other thing the other thing that I think is really neat is like she's wearing his coat. So it's like she mm. it's another sign of her like kind of being vulnerable and like allowing someone to help her. Like she's she's another just in like skin. Yeah. Mm. And so she's she's wearing his coat and they get into his house and he cooks her dinner. Nice Calvin. And uh while they're eating dinner, they're watching this like comedy, some terrible Awful. Like, awful European comedy is terrible. Yeah, it's the the worst. I wanted to say something about that because they have they're they're both sitting down to eat and he's like eating food and enjoying she the does show. Not, yeah. She doesn't eat the food. And they cut to them cleaning their plates, and he's, you know, cleaning the dishes and stuff. And I would love to know what happened between that because she didn't eat the he, cake. He doesn't mention it at all, and that, that does upset me as well. McKinnon. I yeah. would love to know what happened because I don't think she would have eaten the food, and I would love to see that scene and see like, the guy's reaction. Like, like, you're not yeah, hungry? Are yeah. you okay? Or whatever. You don't like my beans and bread? And they like, breeze right over that. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever yeah. terrible European. Yeah, it literally looked <laughs> like beans, like a can of beans on top of some white bread. That's, but that's what it looked that like. That seemed like a meaningful moment between the two characters that just got skipped over and i'm like man yeah. that that could have been interesting i would have loved to see what that Absolutely. interaction i agree with you 100 yeah. well that's the thing is he just accepted it because he's a cool ass yeah, dude he's like that dude nice is dude. like so, i would hang out with him right now and yeah. so like uh mckinnon mentioned the he's washing dishes and so he has like the radio on and he like kind of starts like tapping his feet and he's like listening to the music yeah. and and he's getting into it and she's like kind of like very docile very subtly like she like taps her finger she's like okay like this is what people do mm-hmm. and like maybe i'll try this out and like give it a shot and so a little bit of foreshadowing there is when she was in the club and she was dancing with that dude but she did not but she is terrible no dancer yeah. yeah like she's, he's like grinding on, he's like all in and she's it. just kind of yeah. and you can't see it now but i'm like grinding and i'm all getting right now. at it right now yeah uh and and she just like doesn't get it like she's like why would people do this and 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 so like yeah, yeah it's like that's a super cool thing to bring up. It's like now she hears music and she's like, oh, like maybe I'll give it another shot. Yeah. Like she's trying to understand in a different, fun. In a different context, yeah. like it can mean something else to her. Yeah. And two, there, that scene continues when she goes into her own room. She strips. Best down. part of the movie. Oh my God, stop, dude. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that scene is so important in non sexual interpretation as well because if you'll notice, the heat radiating is in this. S- this it's basically just a red slit very much uh visually representative of, of the, the red sh- of the meat the shoot meat wow yeah. okay so, so her I... entire body is now illuminated in that red everything's a metaphor okay, guys so not, a, not a metaphor in this case time out yeah. time out everything's quick. a motif because i didn't know that it's like, the meat grinder instantly, archetype you're making me sound so pretentious instantly, <laughs> so like instantly in my mind like 
my my instant thought is like, okay, this dude's smart. Like he doesn't have to heat his whole house; he'll heat the rooms that people are sleeping in. But now that you mentioned it, it is very much for a visual effect. Yeah, and yeah. so now her entire body, which she is looking she's at, yeah, she, yeah, she, she's the meat. She now. is looking at it from a different perspective. This the the red light is representative of yeah. of um, you know food and utility. Um, to them and what does it mean to be one of them what does it mean to be in this body and that's why she's looking at herself completely naked and why it is not sexual in the slightest is because she's trying to re-examine what what it means to be a human and what humans can be which and, I, th- I thought was really powerful because it's it's obviously easy to say you know scarlett johansson is a very attractive woman but the way that the that booty though the way that the scene is framed it's very much not about the sexuality of it it's about her trying to understand her yeah, skin actually absolutely yeah which like she is, um she like just moves her knee she just like observes herself like moving she's like she's like I, moving I her back muscles and stuff too yeah, yeah. she has like a creepy like moving yeah, her it shoulder is, it's weird but, but also but like it was it, mostly so. i thought the whole scene was like let me figure out what this body is all about now let me figure out how i interact with like like this skin over me yeah and then, and i think that's what it's all about it, yeah it, she's naked but it is and, and there's an interview with Scarlett Johansson, and she talked about like kind of how much nudity she did because she hadn't done it before. And she's like, "Well, I'm not a person in this movie. She's like, I'm an alien in this. Like, so it makes sense for this character to be like, want to figure out what you're in. Like, what am I doing in this? Like, how Plus does how do sales. how do I interact with this skin over me? Mm-hmm. And so I think all those scenes of her being naked are like for her the character are completely non-sexual, yeah. and they are they are purely like especially like when she's looking at herself in the mirror with the furnace behind her. And she's like literally just moving to figure out like, how do I interact with this thing on me? Yeah. What so, is, what is food? You know? Yeah, exactly. And what the whole non-sexual thing really comes into play a couple of scenes yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When, and this is, I, I was trying to figure out what it meant at the time. I just didn't, I just wrote it down. Um, rather than trying to reinterpret it like right there, I didn't think it was representative, but when they were having sex and he tries to penetrate her and nothing's happening. Yeah. No, she gets up and she is frantically looking down there, grabs the light like, and looks well, down. Yeah. Grabs the lamp, like, like with no shade on it, puts it right towards her. Yeah. Region. yeah. And what she was trying to figure out was if the skin broke. Oh my God. I never thought of that. I thought she was trying to figure out if she had a vagina or not. No, she was trying to see if her skin suit broke from him. Oh, I disagree with you. Yeah. I oh, also, no. disagree. I think that she found out she does not have a vagina right there. I thought that was, that was the whole thing. There. So, so yeah. So my, my, my take on that, I agree with Jaden. I think she realized like, I don't even have the capability to do this. And, and I that's think that's why she runs away. And I think that was like kind of devastating to her. Cause like, okay. So she spent her whole kind of alien life trying to seduce men sexually and so now she's realizing like now that she like willingly wants to do it she can't even do it that's that's what i took from it and so i she's agree like, with you 100 yeah and so i thought she was like oh my god like even like the thing i i thought i was supposed to do on earth i can't I even can't, do dude, it that's even why she so frantically grabbed yeah. the light bulb and looked right at her what should be pussy yeah. but said it's kendall area yeah it well, was, I the mean, reason i think yeah the reason i think it's 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 um she's examining to see if the skin broke is because she's worried the way she frantically oh. scurries up is like oh oh shit if this is that it, makes you're sense. right broken, that makes sense why, that, does, why you would see that way it yeah. does feel like an like an urgency with how she shoots up because i also saw it the same way as connor and Jaden. yeah where i thought like oh i thought my body worked this way i thought you know i had i thought i had a vagina or whatever 
So when she realizes that and she grabs the light bulb and she's like, oh my gosh, I misunderstood my body or whatever. I also saw it that way, but you're right. But yeah, a, you are right. Real she had just it. looked at her entire naked body. Yeah. And I think it's, I think what I saw more was fear rather than um, disappointment. Is that why she, I don't was scared yeah. later, like 10 minutes later in the movie. You think that? Well, okay. What, well, so that's, so yeah, that, and actually uh, that's why I want to talk about that because that scene to me is, I think the most powerful. It's, it's all of, the archetypes and all of the I don't I, we'll get there I mean, we'll get there in a second off, but but I, I want to discuss this one a little more because because sure. like I, I feel like we, we we've reached kind of a divide in the room and I and I want to talk more about it so like so they're uh, they're about to have sex and and you look at the guy's face and he's like kind of confused because he's like it's, he's, I mean, he's like trying to have sex and like it's not working and so that's why like and I think to me it was is a reaction to him reacting it was a reaction to him being like, okay, like I'm not like having sex with you yet. Like what's going on? And that's when she's like, oh my God, like why am I not working the way I, I think I'm supposed to? Mm. And and the reason I take that instead of, instead of like her skin tearing or she's worried about it tearing is 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 the, the man's like kind of reaction. Like the look on his face is he's very like, okay, like I feel like I should be like in now. Like we should be doing this. And it they're not. And then it's right after that is when she's like, that's when she like checks and like figures out what's going on. So like, I don't think your interpretation is wrong. Again, it's like everyone, right. reacts, everything is interpreted. Yeah, here. Everyone yeah. reacts to the art differently, but yeah. I, I, I just, I definitely don't think it was like a skin tearing thing. I, I'll, I'll say this. I'm just saying like, why would she even have, why would she even attempt sex? If exactly. She, if she thought if it was going to tear through the skin, that if, was, if she thought she yeah. was going to tear through the skin and like, he like obviously hit, like it wasn't just like one pump. And like she's like, oh shit, what's going on? Like that dude tried. Like he was, he was getting after it. And the other thing is, like she doesn't know what sex is supposed to be, be like, like. So like, why isn't this working? I think she's. She, that's why I think she's basing her reaction off of his reaction, is yeah. because she doesn't okay. like she doesn't really know. And so when he's like, okay, I don't like get this right now. Like, why am I not having sex with you yet? But and then she's the... like, oh shit, and that's when she checks. But, yeah. but I mean, again, I think it's that's why we have. A lot of different people from a lot of different point of views on the show right now. Because exactly, I the think great thing cool about that, yeah. this movie is that your interpretation can be one hundred percent correct, and it also as can yeah, be ours. and yeah. yeah, that's what's that's what's great is like you're. I I would say that yours are probably probably more right in that sense, and what's nice is. That it doesn't. It doesn't matter which one is right or wrong. Oh, it doesn't the story, change the yeah, narrative or it, the story it's still at all. Like it's still like obviously there is something um going on that is preventing her from exploring this part of herself yeah because the way that we interpret it the way that you interpret it it makes us appreciate it the way that we want and then we can talk about it afterwards and interpret it yeah. differently which is exactly how art should be yeah exactly either way it is it is her trying to grapple with the nature of her point, genitalia Tito. trying to work in conjunction with actual human genitalia yeah yeah which in that scene i thought was really important because that's the last scene and the next one is her walking in the forest. And uh, running, I would say. What's that? I would say rushing. Like, like she's running sure, away. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Either way, they don't show her interaction with the gentleman. Afterwards. After no, I That's feel it. like she puts her on clothes and she dips. And I, I thought like, oh, she's in the forest now. She went for a walk without him and she was coming back afterwards. So the whole time, it, like, that doesn't happen. point with that is like, she's like, she's trotting along whatever. I expected to see him following her behind. Yeah, I thought but that. I think that because he found out also like she doesn't have a vagina. Like, there's no point. And he being this nice guy anymore. Well, I'm not sure that he made that connection. I mean, I made that connection. Sure, Maybe yeah. I'm a piece of shit. 
Maybe you, and that's fine. Maybe you, maybe you've had sex more like often than this guy has. Like I don't. I mean, he got ScarJo in his room. I don't know if I could do that. If Jane's we could, like, lady, I, I've ran into you too many close-up vaginas to relive this. Like this guy. <laughs> it's like I get where he's coming from. Yeah. Why isn't it there? But I, I, I did, th- I did notice that by the time the end of the movie came, I was like, wow, this guy's just out of the movie after that. Yeah. And I didn't. I was. I thought that was significant that that was the last scene that he was in. It yeah. is significant. Then he's just yeah. in the forest after that. So yeah. we're going through the forest, and we have talked about before the creepy logger guy. Yeah. Uh, literally says, like, watch her step in. All this foreshadowing of, like, he is a villain at this point, and he's she's. Yeah, he's he's the predator, and she's the prey. Absolutely. Yeah. The power dynamic has shifted. Shifted, as does the score and the tone, which uh, plays to my heart, thanks to Skeeto. Well, and I, I looked at that scene, and I thought, like, in a very short amount of time, she experienced like the really good side of humanity and the really bad Negative. side of yes, it. Because yeah. actually, yeah. like when I first saw that, I was like, "Oh, like what a nice dude!" Like I, I didn't. I mean, oh, I instantly thought like the second I saw the dude's face, like I this mean, guy's I, awful. I sort of, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'd seen the movie before, and so I know how it ends. But like just their exchange, I was like, "What a like he seems, he seems like he's trying to be a genuine dude. He seems like he's trying to be nice." Like I said, trying. That's the problem. And so that's what I'm saying. It's like, the other dude on the bus wasn't trying. He yeah, just was. It, it just feels yeah. like it feels like she goes back and forth from like having like good experiences with humanity and like bad hum- like experiences with humanity. Which is a perfect representation of humanity. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that because that's exactly how Scarlett Johansson appeared to all these guys when she pulled over the car. Bam, Skeeto. She appeared to be interested in these guys trying to, you know, figure out where they were going and you know, showing interest in them, which is exactly what the guy did, mirroring the predator and prey dynamic. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so like we, which we have alluded to before, is uh, she finds the shelter, which is made for any hill walkers or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah, anyone who like needs to take shelter. Yeah. So there. she walks in there. It's uh, I mean, it's actually not like a bad place. Like, there's a chair. But again, I think the mats. point is, I think the point is to be like. Again, I think it, it kind of sets up like this is a place like of refuge. this is a safe spot. Yes, like, absolutely. Should, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like she experiences like the really good and really bad of humanity. So, like in this last scene, like more than ever. It's so like, she it's starts. A really good she's, spot. She falls asleep because she's dead tired, which we've alluded to before. As far as her uh, knees and shins being worn out a little bit, and um, I believe that it was her skin showing. Same with Calvin here. Yeah, uh, I do. I do. And uh, I knew that before Calvin, actually. That's correct. Yeah, Connor yeah, actually told us all no one would about think this it was before. Mud. Yeah, right. I was the first one to think about um, it ever. So she's sleeping, <laughs> and uh, she wakes up to the creepy homeboy logger dude, uh, which we don't know he's a logger yet. He's just a woodsman. Um, rubbing her thigh uh, pretty close to where her vagina should be. Um, so clearly, <laughs> like, this dude, this dude is clearly trying to sexually assault this woman. Uh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's the sexual assault's not funny, but the way I word things sometimes can be humorous. <laughs> All right. I thought you were pointing the finger like it should be there. <laughs> it should. It should be there. I would be. I mean, if Anyways, I was a dude yeah. in the scene before, not the raper, I'd be a little sad. Anyways, yes, he's. But uh, her, so yes. like, so she wakes up to this guy trying to rape her, and she runs away. And I don't think it's because she. I don't think she understands what rape is. Anything like that? I think it's because she's scared. That's interesting. Yeah, that she's she is, gone through the door. Yes, exactly. That she's scared. She doesn't want to experience what she just experienced again. So she's dipping, dude. She's out. 
So she's running through the forest. She gets away, and then she tries to steal the dude's truck. And she realizes she does not how has no idea how to drive like a stick shift big logger truck. Um, the keys aren't in there. Is that the case? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I thought that she was honking the whole. Fuck. I she, she did. Was... She accidentally honked. Like I yeah, thought she she, she honked trying to like get someone's attention. Someone That's else. interesting because I thought she was trying to get that gentleman's attention. I did not think. I thought she was trying to get she away. She accidentally honked. It didn't make sense to me when I saw that. But I was like, is she trying to get his attention? I was really confused about no, I that. I thought. I thought she was trying to like signal someone else, like maybe yeah. his partner, whoever else is because there. That's what I thought. A couple times as she was getting out because he sees her and he's like he's like oh. Like, he knows she's in the truck. And so I thought that she was trying to get someone else's attention. Okay, so she was hoping that there was another person in the woods or something. So, real real quick side note here. Um, every movie I've ever watched where there's a fucking rape scene, it makes me the most uncomfortable. So, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which I've heard is a great film for many people. Um, I watch... I've seen it twice. Dude, Calvin literally rolled his eyes when he said it was a great film. So that's, I don't have any fucking idea, cannot, Calvin. The American one isn't as good as the Swedish one. Okay. I have oh no, my God. no fucking idea. There's, there's because every time I that. watched that film, <laughs> so the first time I watched it, I watched up until the point where she gets raped, and it's very fucking vulgar, and I stopped. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then yeah. the next time I watched it, I was like, okay, it's supposed to be really good. We can get past this. And immediately after she gets raped, she takes a fucking... Oh my god, what's it called? Breaker bar, which is what you use on your lug nuts to fucking snap and things, and shoves it up that dude's ass. Yeah, it's pretty. And yeah. I just stopped it there. I've never seen anywhere past that part of that movie. So <laughs> yeah. that part, this part in in this movie where she's where she's going through the sexual assault of this guy, chase not only uh, trying to rape her in the in the compound or whatever it is, the mm-hmm. shelter where they have her hikers. Yeah, and then he comes back and, and then gets fucking her chasing her and tackles her down, dude, and like starts tearing off her clothes and shit. It's a it's a hard that makes scene me to watch. so uncomfortable, dude. Yeah. And no, it and is it is rough to watch. So if you're gonna see this film you haven't seen it before, just be prepared. That part is super, super uncomfortable. I think the the fact that it is uncomfortable means that they did an excellent job. Excellent job. I do I one hundred percent agree with you McKenna. Because like, I yeah. I sat through it and I was like, oh my gosh this is the worst brutal yeah this is like something i could never imagine and i think they did they, they nailed it they did such Absolutely a good job, good job with it yeah 100 agree with you yeah well, and i think was... it's a it's it's a big it's like a big turning point especially for her character it's like because she's been in control of every situation she's been in with every man ever like she's been in charge like even when she's with the guy with the bus it's like she's like she like is submitting to like allow this to happen. Like she's allowing this to happen. It's like she's still. But she's the one in control. Yeah, she like, has the power. Yeah, and this is the first time where she's like, "Oh my god!" Like this is absolutely not what I want. Like at all. And it, it's and it's a really like Jane said, it's a really brutal scene to watch. And and I just think like any of that content in general is just like it's just always tough to watch. And and like McKen said, when it's done right. It it should make you uncomfortable. It it's should powerful. Make you, it's very powerful. Like, yeah. It should make you kind of like oh, I'm like curling my toes and like curling up in a ball. Like it makes me feel gross. Like yeah. I don't like watching it, but like if you can execute that in a movie, I, I think that means that you did your yeah, job. Fucking great job. Yeah. 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 Like all the all the actors did their job, and the director like uh, choreographed that like perfectly. And it's it's like yeah, it's a tough scene to watch. So yeah. uh, alluding to. We are uh, so we are now the scene where so she escapes from the 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 housing that's there in the forest and she's running from this guy, 
guy catches up to her again. She's chasing the forest. Uh, Calvin, why don't you uh, go ahead and lead us the way through the rest of this movie? Yeah, I mean this this scene is is so powerful, and it's so you know the the powerful part that I'm referring to more is when he tries to. Yeah, obviously it's an, it's um it's an undoing of the the power structure that she had created for herself as 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 being um. Uh, a subordinate to the biker and luring these men and then you know obviously eating them but what now happens is when he starts ripping off her clothes he accidentally tears her skin and then you start to see that the face is falling off and this is my favorite part because she pulls off the the head and the face and turns it back around looks right at it to look at it it's I so... don't I don't think that she can actually see. I think oh, that shit. I think the skin suit can see. And that's it's is blinking her. the whole time as yeah, well. It's yeah. still blinking and looking at her and you can't see eyes on the alien body. I think it's the persona actually looking at the shadow self. More, shit, more, more union pretension here. But I think it's <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's the persona falling off and then coming to terms with who the shadow self is and what i really Ooh, am shadow self yeah another another great no it's you know, nice like, i liked it yeah. yeah you'll have to look up the the carl jung wikipedia after this if you want to you know <laughs> as much as me i sort yeah, of yeah Kenneth's pointing to his computer yeah. over there like oh, i know it all i now. sort of looked at that a little different I'm 10 steps ahead of all of you <laughs> <laughs> so you're here for skido so i sort of looked at that a little differently i was like not that the alien body couldn't see itself I, I thought that it could see the head and and so you see like the she's holding the head and it it has a single tear the same way that oh shit like the woman in the beginning the, of the movie yeah and, and so i thought twos. it was i thought it was like sort of the kind of timing of that it was like now she's realizing kind of like how sad it is to like lose your humanity because like i i thought mm. i thought that opening scene where she's taking the clothes off that girl and i and i i know she's dead and the tear is like kind of a symbol of like uh, to me it was like I'm I'm I've lost my humanity. This person has taken my clothes. They've taken my identity. Like I'm no longer here. And I sort of thought of that end scene is the same way. It's like she's no longer this skin anymore. She's lost that. And there's that one tear that comes out that's like reminiscent of that first scene. Yep. And she's like I don't have this anymore. I've lost this. And so I thought it was like. I thought it kind of circled back to like the way that the clothes are taken off that girl. The skin is taken off Scarlett Johansson's character. Yeah. And that's what I'm referring to. So the shadow self is um, an archetype of basically your real self that's filled with shame and guilt. And so it's rep repressed. And so it becomes a complex. So the shadow self is generally uh, a destructive force. Um, you know, the, 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 a, a really good example is, uh, Black Swan. If you've ever seen Black Swan, oh, but yeah. I have not, I've heard Jaren it's amazing. Aronofsky, you Natalie know, Portman gets here naked apparently. God yeah, damn exactly. it. That's the only thing you care about, man. <laughs> I love boobs, dude. I I'm mean, sorry. It's a really like, it's a genuinely good. Movie. I'm not saying that it's not, I'm just saying that there's an added bonus of boobs. But okay. yeah. So, so in that film you have Natalie Portman and her shadow self is reflected in Mila Kunis's character. It's like kind of the character. It's like kind of the person she wants to be. Yeah, the person that you want to be or don't Versus feel the like who you are. Yeah, it's it's basically like um 
And your same thing with the lighthouse. Uh, Willem Dafoe can be like the shadow self, and uh, Robert Pattinson would be the persona. Um, this I'm I've given into you know this is the way things are. I'm the captain here. I do what I want. Um, versus the persona, like no, we have to go. We have to follow the rules. We have to do. We have to go by the book. I think Robert Pattinson sucks. Oh my god, he's amazing. Like acting, great. Would, His character is awful. Like, oh I don't like god. him. Oh, okay, yeah, I see. What I you feel mean. like. Which also like Robert Pattinson's best acting in his career is with characters that I hate. So yeah, that's good. It's he a good only thing. Likes to, he only the only Again, reason he did it is hold like, on, yeah, hold on. We'll, we'll we're we're going that. into that later. We're, we have a whole <laughs> get sidetracked. All right, yeah. We have a whole get excited. Show dedicated to we'll that. We'll be back. We are very close to the ending of this movie. Yeah. So 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 yeah. So like we said, she gets her skin torn and like she's looking at her own face, and then like the most terrible thing ever happens. The logger shows back up with a, a big jug of gasoline. Like fucking pours it all over, dude. Douses her. I got some thoughts about that. That was super weird to me, and it's I super weird. I yeah. didn't know why that happened. It didn't make any sense to me that this guy would go to his car, come back with gasoline, and pour it on a woman and you set her on fire. Did you realize how scared that guy was? I just think that that is a really peculiar response to that interaction. I, he doesn't have a gun. If I had a gun, I'd shoot it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the I thing feel is, like, is like that's what you gotta yeah, do there. I, I don't think that. If I, I think if you're face to face with some crazy alien body you'd never seen, and 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 if you're a dumb logger guy, I think that's totally. Whoa, acceptable. Yeah. we don't I mean, know he's dumb. Like, okay, we know he's dumb. He's a raper. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. a fucking idiot. I Anyone think he's pretty. Yeah, dumb. he's dumb as shit. But the other thing is, is like you just don't know how an individual is ever gonna respond in any given situation. Totally. Yeah. So there's a range of of, of expected outcomes that you know would would wouldn't be implausible. And in this case, the reason that he said her he comes back with the gasoline and sets her on fire is for the visual motif of the end of her body smoldering and the smoke. It's for the motif returning to the sky. Totally. Shit balls. Calvin (laughs) for me, for me, it was just that if it was me in that situation and I was, if I saw this woman whose skin, as far as I was concerned was falling off or whatever, I would get my car and drive away. So for just for me personally, I was, I was surprised when I saw this guy come back with a bunch of gasoline and douse her with it, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, so suspension of disbelief there. So, And I don't know if I've been using that term and it doesn't make sense to anybody. I um, think everyone's... Yeah, but suspension of disbelief... I think everyone knows that you just... You say just things, of, but okay. okay. So suspension of disbelief is the um, the movie going experience where this is not real. I have suspended my disbelief, and anything can happen on the screen because you know anything can happen. I think a good example of that would be like watching the live action Aladdin, where the genie can grant. Never wishes. seen it, never will. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, like seeing a genie who can grant wishes. Like obviously, you have to suspend disbelief for that. Like that's a, a really can, you easy... could have used the reference of a Robin Williams instead. I'm just, just saying. saying. <laughs> well, I wanted to use live action because that's easier to live action. Yeah, because then you've got it's the easy, un- it's uncanny easy to valley suspend to work with disbelief well. in an animated movie. It's easy to suspend. Well, yeah, everything's a, okay. That's a that's a fair point. But Aladdin is based off an animated movie. It's not. Well, it's a, it's actually based off a very old story. So not that movie is based off the 1993 <laughs> enactment of whatever <laughs> okay, story yeah. you're fucking talking Anyways, about. Anyways, so. I think we all understand that term. That's that's it. Okay. I know, I know you're very smart, Calvin. But I do just uh, want us, like, us regular people also understand. <laughs> I do just want to know, like, what ter- what terms, like, because I, I remember in school Use it took me a while to like, to, like, like teachers would just say that all the time. Like, obviously, you know, we all know who. Uh, 
um, Jean-Luc Godard is and, all, and everyone's nodding their head and like, is that... I think you, you mentioned... Un, you mentioned... It's um, uh, the castle of Starfleet. Yeah. You mentioned Uncanny <laughs> Valley. Starfleet? Yeah. Starfleet, and yeah. I think McKinnon has a really good explanation for Uncanny okay, Valley. Okay, yeah, I'd love to hear that. So the Uncanny Valley, as it was explained to me, it refers to a graph that shows the correlation of how close... Uh, the how close creators of the human face when they're animating it, the closer they get to how real a person's face looks, the less it actually looks real to people because there's certain features that people look for when they see a human face. So the closer, so the closer and closer someone will get to achieving that, the further way it actually looks. It's uncomfortable almost. Yeah. Yeah. And the graph reflects that when you actually get to that pinnacle of this is actually what a human looks like in an animated form, the graph dips and that is the uncanny valley and it comes back up again and that's what the graph reflects. Oh, interesting. I didn't know where the term came from, but I just, I did know that, yeah, uh, yeah that, that's basically the idea. He literally like explained it to me that... today and I was like, oh, now, like I, I've known the term and what it meant, but yeah. when he mentioned like the valley in it like i was like oh that makes sense because like you look at the it, like like a powerpuff girl like you understand that's a human person but you yeah. know it's like drawn nowhere near to Which what a human got no looks fingers like. <laughs> uh but then like but then you get up to like grand moff tarkin in rogue one and you're like ah oh, like i know it's him but like fuck it's not him like yeah. and that's the valley where it is that uh that's uh force Whitaker's character no grand moff tarkin grand moff tarkin is in uh, a new hope like he's a, a the, the actor has passed away oh but they okay I know exactly yeah. okay 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 yeah but they animated Imperial him. yeah yeah uh, but they but they animated I him back in I got you and and they got like really close and like I think I'm like I think the the big thing is like video games video games can animate characters that look really real and you but you still understand they're not like them but when you see like Grand Moff Tarkin in a movie you're like oh that's like not it like it's just it's not uncomfortable it. but we're but we're getting very sidetracked. Very sidetracked. Especially with the last couple yeah. of minutes coming here. So I, I wanna talk about the like the burning scene more. And sure. like uh I you talked about it being like her smoke returning to the the air. Yeah. Why do you think that? Because I didn't I didn't, I didn't think get that, that at all either, yeah. <laughs> Why would she return Because she didn't like start in the air, I guess. I thought she yeah. just fucking died. Yeah, yeah. I I just so. thought she was dead. That was. Uh, I thought the smoke was a symbol for yeah, sure. I thought I a leaf was feel. a fucking leaf, Calvin. Yeah, What's going or on you here? could just read the director's interview. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> fucking kind of cheating. If dude, Calvin, honest. that's cheating. Right. I that's didn't. Cheating. I didn't read yeah. that. That's cheating, that's dude. Cheating. Yeah, you, you the, guys the, are over here. Like, the, Calvin, the point of like, this, you don't know everything. Yeah. Like, well, source material. Okay, well, the the big point of this is we're supposed to give our opinions as just the layman, and you're you're going. He's not a layman, though. You're going here getting cheat codes, which is unfair. I don't know. I feel like my other points that I came up with, you know, by my own. No, uh, Calvin, you did fucking great. Yeah, it would yeah. be it's better not, than, than argue this that. One. But I but didn't. That was like also from the. Uh, I didn't see it that way. I just thought it's like it's just a very very sad end to like someone who was like honestly given their I all thought... to like try this whole thing out and i just so, thought it was such, mm. it was just a very sad way and what i thought was cool is they had the camera point up and i don't know if it was digitally like added but like snowflakes land on the camera to kind of like disrupt it to see good. that yeah my, uh, I, I, and my I don't know. internet connection in my basement oh. is um, fuzzy <laughs> at times but it does definitely happen it's awesome but I, I just thought it was cool. Like I, it was just it was just visually cool. I just I to me I thought the ending was just supposed to be like visually like 
Yeah, and uh, it works a great either way. death scene. Yeah, it yeah. works either way. So that's the ending of this movie is the way that I want more movies to end is oh. where it's fucking preach over. And yeah, there's no like, it. there's no like, does she come back to get her vengeance? There's no I'm fucking sorry, happy that's, ending. I'm sorry, that's this is saying. real shit, all right? Yeah, this yeah, is, exactly. This is yeah, real yeah, stuff yeah. we experienced through her eyes. It's like, of, like what being like a complete, like non, uh, she's not consistent here. She doesn't belong here. She's just dropped in here trying to figure shit out and it doesn't fucking work. Yeah. And I love that so much because yeah. it not everything works out and I want to see things not work out. Yeah, it wasn't set up for like, oh, does the biker alien get a sequel? Like, I don't give do a we... fuck about him at like, all, the whole he movie. Is, right. He has kind of a cool scene where like he sees the smoke from like her burning. And so he does knows... he actually see the smoke? I, I didn't... don't care if he does. Yeah, I, I just saw him just on the on the cliffside. I don't know. I guess character he's just returning to, to like I'm movie. still a predator type. I type guess in, shot. in my yeah. mind, I think he. I don't know. When I watched it, I just the way it was edited together, I sort of thought like, oh, he like maybe saw it, and he was like, okay, mm-hmm. like job done. Like I can go back to being like my he's own. Gotta make alien. Another, he's got to make another. He's got to make another scar But it's like you said. Like I, I kind of wish movies just ended and they were just so. over. And it's nice that this movie is just over after this. And yeah. like, and now you get to like, now you get to dwell in it for a while. And if you're lucky enough to have friends like I have, you can talk about it on a podcast for the next two and a half hours. And then some yeah. idiots can listen to it, and those idiots are you, and we appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. So but we also don't call you idiots. Like uh, we value your support hey i'm an idiot too except for so. the people in chicago jane jane had a vendetta against chicago Man, i really last did time. last yeah. time hey i love you in the windy city too i mean the if fucking bear if not fuck you yeah that's exactly. what he said, exactly. what he said. <laughs> all right like i mean look listen listen here boys i mean fucking subscribe to the channel give this fucking podcast a like all right we're not fucking around here right you guys know you like it let's not Fucking I mean, we, we literally, I mean, we pulled out all the strings to get Calvin on all here, the a film pro. And by pulling out the strings. Know, do you even know who this dude is? And yeah. that's, I mean, you're going to fucking learn. And that's the point here. And by, by pulling out the strings, I mean, I texted him and I was like, hey, do you want to come over and do this? And he was like, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. all the string pulling I, I just, needed. I mean, I hey, kind of assumed really... that there would be, like, more, like, well-cooked pizza, but, like, it was fine. <laughs> Dude, come on. Please. One of them was a little bit well, too well-cooked. Uh, that was good, the uh, bottom, but the bottom was still, like, yeah. it, was, it was fine. But the please, top was, yeah. dude, Dome Master, please stop. <laughs> top. Please hey, stop. Anyways, I'll bring if the you pizza are listening, hey, hey me. guys, yeah. if you are listening, we really appreciate you. I mean, jokes yeah. aside, it's very cool. Um, we're trying to have some fun here, talk some bullshit. You guys want to listen to I that? know. That's, awesome. that's not why I'm here. I went to college. Well, Calvin's trying to, like... Dude, Calvin's trying to make money, man. Calvin's <laughs> making money here, all right? Yeah, that's, hey, but uh, I that's think why I went to So, school. if you guys want us to keep Calvin, keep listening, all right? Yeah. <laughs> but I think we I think we kind of wrapped up kind of how we feel about this. And, yeah, uh, I think so, too. I would like to give kind of, like, last opinions on this. So, I was asked... Uh, so, I have recommendations, Yeah. Too, yeah. But, but, so, I was asked... My girlfriend asked me, she was like... Because I told her I watched it, and... She's like, oh, did you do you like it? Did you enjoy it? And I was like, I don't enjoy this movie. Mm. And not in the sense that like I don't like get anything out of it. I get a lot of it out of this movie. But like, did I sit down and I was like, ah oh, man, this movie like I I just like feel a, a a certain way about it. I mean, I do feel a certain way about it, but like I don't like enjoy it. This is I think this is not a movie that you're supposed to sit down and be like, wow, I really like this. Like I it's not the same way as like I guess like a a mainstream Marvel movie or like oh I had so much fun yeah with this. it's not fun yeah. it's, it's not, not entertainment yeah. for it's entertainment's sake it's, it's entertainment in in a sense of 
I'm I'm looking at new experiences. You have new to find your own way to be entertained. Yeah, and what and I would say that's is that's why I love this movie. Well, that's hey, why I'd recommend this movie this to is, anyone. This who is wants my to watch it. this is my review of the movie. Um I would say that <laughs> I would say that this is not I mean, I don't want to sound bad, but this is not. I don't enjoy watching this. But this is a, mm. an insanely interesting way to tell a story through film. Yeah, and just it, through it, the visual it is, medium. It is, alone. it is so different than like most most movies are made. It is, it is very low on dialogue. It is very just like kind of you need to understand your character and what they're going through, and it's just a movie that you you just have to watch. And if you have your phone out watching this movie, you're not going to get any of it. Get it at all. No, Put it away. It's not going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 this is just a movie that is is just it is. I was interested in it from the moment it started because I was just like visually and the uh, the score and just like Scarlett Johansson just like giving out little bits of audio. I was just like right off the bat, it's like I'm very interested. Do I enjoy it? Like probably not. But I don't think enjoying is the same thing as appreciating a, a good film. Yeah. And I, I don't think I need to like fall in love with this and like be like oh man I, I like this is not a movie that I want to watch all the time. It's because first of all it's just, it's just a lot to like bring in but Right. But do I think it's worth watching? Absolutely. But I don't like I think enjoying or liking or loving or hating is not a way I would describe this movie. I would just describe it as a very interesting take on how do you tell a story through film. And I think uh yeah, I think McKinnon has like uh, a lot more to say about that. I actually think that a lot of that resonated with me also cuz like I said at the very beginning, viewing this movie was like viewing a painting and I also am not going to I'm not going to rewatch this movie frequently, but I think all of us would be totally insane to say that this isn't a work of art. It's very well done. It just I mean, it's considered one of the best films of the last decade. Absolutely. I would agree. 100%. I think you could, I think you could pause it at any point and take a picture of the screen and put that on your wall. I think every shot is masterfully I mean, done. Okay, McKen, we don't need to know what kind of smut you're putting on your wall. <laughs> <laughs> I would just pause every scar that your hands see. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm saying. Oh my god, the art. That's not what I meant. <laughs> the art of the body. I was trying to sound pretentious, but you guys made me sound like a slut instead. <laughs> but no, I, th- I think all of us would be crazy to say that this isn't a, like a beautifully done movie. Like I said at the beginning, I had a really hard time interpreting a lot of the stuff in this movie. And like I said, a lot of it went over my head. And obviously this last, you know, two and a half hours where we spent talking about it helped me digest it a lot. I'm sure a lot of people are going to see this and have an easier time digesting it. And some people are going to benefit from bouncing it off a couple people and be like, hey, what did you think about this? And I, that, that's what this movie left me with. Yeah. And I think a quarter of the people are just going to watch it because like, because of Jaden's plug for Scarlett Johansson's body. (laughs) I mean, it is awesome. I mean, my reviews on this movie, uh, straight up super fucking weird. Super fucking interesting. Like, I mean, give it a watch if you like like puzzles and things like that. If you wanna, if you don't want to sit down and just like have something like mindlessly play, you want to pay attention to it. Like, watch this movie. It's awesome. Also, major boobage, dudes. I mean, if like if you've been watching, <laughs> is that a rating? <laughs> Marvel since two thousand nine. Two boobs out of ten. <laughs> I would give it ten boobs out. of Well, 10 we boobs. we gave uh we gave uh, the, twelve asses out of ten. What did we well. we gave the the earlier podcast like uh how many sebastian stands out of out of 10 and how many stands so (laughs) how many how many scarlett johansson's out of out of 10 would you give this this, uh 15 out of 10 okay there we go 
I think I um, gave the Baron Zemo gold star. Oh, so. Baron Zemo got the most praise. That he right. I mean, you guys, you think I'm dropping terms that you don't understand? I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about anymore. Major <laughs> boobage. You gotta catch up on an earlier podcast. Yeah, appara- yeah, apparently, I'm sorry I haven't stayed up to date with the, you know. Hey man, like and subscribe, meta. dude. Yeah, like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, Let's if get you this thought, bitch going, yeah, boys. If you thought you didn't like that movie, just wait. Until you get worse. <laughs> so Calvin, we're going to talk about mermaid vaginas at some point. <laughs> so Calvin, did you have a brief closing little snapshot of the movie? I mean, I feel like I've I feel like you've talked a lot about here. the and you and every one of you has just been like, oh my god, this is great, Calvin. Calvin, <laughs> you're so fantastic. <laughs> we're trying to interpret the movie the best as we can, and obviously yeah. we didn't go to school for four years, so. I also wanted a like. Also, second. you recommend in this fucking movie. So. I mean, I honestly just like looked at like best films for like the last ten years, and that one kept popping up. And I was like, <laughs> how? Have I? I mean, I love Scarlett Johansson, and she is like, especially in her. If you've heard, seen yeah, her, I was surprised when you because you text me and we were like, oh, I think we should watch this, and I was like, oh, I've seen that one. Like, that's a really good pick. And you're like, oh, you've seen this? I was like, yeah, like, yeah. I actually saw. It. I actually saw it in like 2014, like right after it came out. That's crazy. And back then, I was just like, oh man, like like weird, but like. Like I, it felt like it was good. Yeah. But watching yeah. it a second time, I was like, oh, man, okay. Like, actually, yeah. really good. There's so much there. Yeah, but what I just – the reason I wanted to start with this film is it's just a perfect example of – Language little, of film. Language of film. How little dialogue you need <laughs> to tell an incredible story. You laugh at me like it's it's stupid, and you're over here like, Scottish, but you can't no, understand I just <laughs> No, no, I just love it. like that's like your term, dude. Like, do you own that for the rest of the time you're on the podcast? I mean, like, me, no one like, can say, no one's like, allowed like, to say like, language of film besides you. Like, you right, own that. Well, now. I'll let you know if you've used it incorrectly. But <laughs> I otherwise, said, I said medium last week, and that's my term. Uh, awesome, so. awesome, awesome. You, he's, <laughs> he said medium, and I was like, oh yeah, we're legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> my word is fuck. I believe. <laughs> We're still waiting to figure out what Connor's term is, but right. go ahead, Calvin. Yeah, go ahead about that. But yeah, no, I just think it's it's such a it's a, it's such a great story that doesn't need to say anything. It's just a beautiful way, and this is the way I think a film entirely is. It's an expression of human experience, and this is the and this is a perfect example of the medium taking a specific perspective and using only images to convey what the subject is thinking and what the subject is feeling and what what how to make a story out of that that's okay, so, so unusual yeah. we don't even it's need there to hear to be there yeah. that's why it's there I, yeah. that's that's a huge that's a huge thing to me is um it's not here to lead to other things or do anything like that it's there to for you experience this weird i mean it's so fucking weird dudes but it's there You're for welcome. you to experience that, and it's awesome. And like, if you love weird shit, fucking watch this movie, man. It's like I've been saying: show, don't tell. Exactly. And if you show your audience stuff, it leaves up to interpretation, and that is huge. Okay, you can only have one catchphrase, McKinnon. So that's that's. I don't know how I feel about that. You can have medium and not show. Dude, or show it's my show. It I'm is. Sorry. It is McKinnon show. You're right. I'm just a guest. I will say you're a guest, dude. <laughs> McKinnon can say whatever he wants. We can limit you, but you're uh, McKinnon can edit you out completely. Oh my God, the power dynamics are. Shit but no, but so like quickly. I, I just totally agree. This this movie is just a. It's just something that you you need to watch because you want to just have a different experience on how a story is told, and I I think that's yes. I think that's like if you want to really break it down and describe just like an easy way to recommend this movie i think it's just 
it's a great way to kind of have film tell you a story that you haven't seen before. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I just love that. And, and I think for that, I think we're, uh, we're on to the next part of the episode. All right. And, uh, on that note, I think we're going to recommend things that we've been listening to watching, reading, reading, whatever we've been doing lately. And it's, um, terms of reading. I just finished a book. It was called void star. It was written by Zachary Mason. And, uh, it is really heavy on like AI and technology and it's a lot of computers involved. And I think, uh, I think kind of the interesting thing about reading a book is you kind of, uh, put your own aesthetic on how it looks like in your mind's eye. So to me, this book really felt like a, uh, like a ghost in the shell type thing. It was very like, it was very futuristic. It was, uh, you know, when like Ghost in the Shell, they have like a lot of implants and everyone's like really enhanced. This was kind of like drawn back on that. Like only a few people have implants and they can kind of modify technology that way. But, uh, but the, the book is very technical. And I think part of that comes from the writer, Zachary Mason. He has like degrees in computer science and like AI and, He's has a hundred PhDs, you know, he's a very smart guy. Uh, but this book kind of, it like sets you like right in the middle of the story. Like they sort of talk about how like Los Angeles is kind of like a, like a lawless town and like the police pulled out and like you need passports to go between states and stuff like that. And so it kind of sets you in the middle of a story. And I, I think that it's not to the benefit of the book and uh, it's, it's, it's fine but there are three point of view characters in this book. One is really cool. One is pretty cool. And one is just awful to listen to his book. His like chapters like drag a lot, but I want to say like the last quarter of the book, like picks up a ton and it's like really fun to listen to. So like I, I work a overnight job and I, I, I listen to these on like audiobooks. So like I, you know, I, that's why I keep saying I listened and I didn't read, but, uh, but it's a it's a fine book. I think it's worth listening to if you if you really like kind of like the technical aspects of like how computer and AI might work in the future. It's like definitely worth uh, worth a listen, worth a read. It's just it's just very much a you just get dropped in this story and like if you don't really have any clue what's going on, it's like kind of a tough thing to listen to. But uh, but I mean I think it's a fine book. I'm really looking forward to the next one I want to read. It's by Andy Weir. It's his uh, Mission Hail Mary. He's the same writer who did uh, Artemis, and uh, his biggest one is The Martian, which is my favorite book I've awesome. ever read. Great so, movie too. Yeah, so get ready to listen to that. Like, I, I'm gonna read that book in like no time. I'm I'm so ready to get through to that book. I love the way he writes, but but I guess if I had to give like an interview on a uh, Void Star, it was like okay. Review not interview. Uh, yeah, review. Yeah, it it was okay. It How was many Scarlett Johansson's. Ah oh, yeah, man. Scarlett. How- uh, I mean, one zero to ten Scarlett. One Scarlett Johansson means it's <laughs> a fine lot. as hell. It's, yeah, it's awesome. Oh man, it's well, not like an eighth of a Scarjo then. I guess. Oh man, it's, right. it's not even one Scarlett. It's it's fine. It's a fine book. It's it's very technical, and it's a book that like if you really want to like really get into, you have to read it like a second third. So it's maybe for like a certain type of audience. It was just yeah. I, I just uh, so I don't think like our reviews of what we're watching lately should be about stuff that we love. I think it should also be like, hey, maybe this like isn't great. And, yeah, yeah, of course. We so, can't just plug things that we love. Yeah. You gotta understand. Just this is what I had done lately. I don't know. I feel like that's what a plug is. Like you should do this thing. 
Well, I guess yeah. it's not a plug as much as it's a quick review of what I'm going over. Right. But yeah, it's okay. it's it's a fine book. It's whatever. But I'm I'm All done. Right. I'm done with that now. So So I wanna go ahead and do some uh, I wanna do two two quick plugs here. Um speaking of books, I've uh, been reading Caging Skies, I'm almost done with it. Um if you've seen the movie Jojo Rabbit, uh it's one of my favorite movies I've ever seen in my life. The book is great. Uh it's the Caging Skies is based off uh Jojo Rabbit is based off of Caging Caging Skies. And it is, it's a great book. It's very different from the movie, but it's awesome. Uh, quick plug on that. If you like to read, you like that movie, get after it. Uh, second plug, huge fan of family animated movies. I know they're cheesy and stupid. You can judge me, whatever. The Mitchells vs. Machines on Netflix is cheer jerking. It is loving. It is family oriented. And it is great. Now, I don't give a shit if people don't like that, that I say that shit. Um, it's awesome. It's a good movie. It's fun for everyone. Uh, it made me cry. The pug's awesome. So, those are my plugs. I uh, I don't have any shows or movies I'm going through on Netflix or Hulu right now. Uh, because of the nature of my job, I also listen to a lot of audiobooks. And right now I'm listening to the uh, the Halo novels from the, the video games Halo. And I'm on book six. It's, it's a large series. Lots of pretty dense military jargon. It's, it's not going to be for everyone and Sometimes I kind of want to turn it off, but I'm go I'm pushing through because some some a lot of the books are made by different writers, and I think that uh, some of the books down the line are going to benefit from me listening to these previous books, and they're going to have a different writing style that's going to res- resonate with me a lot more. So I'm uh, I'm listening to those right now. I'm looking forward to book seven, eight, and nine, and I'm on book six. So I'm looking forward to that light at the end of the tunnel. And these these are pretty good so far. They're just dense. Very, very militaristic and not quite for everyone. And honestly, I have did not know to... that there was Halo books, and you've intrigued me a little bit, Skido. Yeah, have you gotten to uh, any of the like Fall of Reach books yet? Yeah, so the Fall of Reach is the, the title of the very first book. It's oh. it's about the Fall of Reach. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's very interesting. If you play the games, you can get the book background. It's interesting because a lot of the books have, you know, Master Chief. So far, I'm only on the sixth book, and so far I've got a little bit about master chief and he is he's a very i i if i if i could be brief about the book and give my little bits of review of it the master chief is a very boring character they don't do a lot with him he's not the most in-depth character it's mostly it the most interesting parts to me are the aliens and how some of the aliens have dynamics with each other like one of the books has a story between a grunt and one of the engineers and it's a far more interesting story to me than when it cuts back to the Master Chief and like his his parts of the book are far less boring to me than the uh, the the Covenant and their relations to each other because the Covenant is obviously made up of these different branches of aliens, and they ha- they have far more intriguing interactions than Master Chief. And that was not a lead-in question. I actually didn't realize that it started with Reach. Um, my <laughs> love. One of my favorite Halo games is the Reach. It's really Halo good game. Yeah, and, no, that's so. A great I one. was just wondering how that fell in, and as as far as uh, how it was aligned with like the book series. So that's cool that it starts that way. Yeah, totally. And the books don't go in order because the Fall of Reach. It's it's not the first game. I think it's like the the third or fourth it's, game it's in after the series. It's Halo, after Halo Two. Yeah, it's after Halo Three. For but sure. it's the first book. Or it's the first book, and chronologically, yeah. it's it's not the first book it's just the first one written in the series so the the first book chronologically in the series i think is like 
book five. It's called the uh, it's called Contact Harvest, and it's about the aliens having first contact with the humans, and it's it's actually fascinating. So yeah, yeah it's a good read. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to like hear more about it and check it out myself. And I think uh, we'll we'll check out what Calvin has. Yeah, I watch shit. Um, <laughs> so if I'm going to watch something for entertainment's sake, it's going to be comedy. So I finally got around to watching What We Do in the Shadows, the film. By oh, I thought I was show. Both are awesome. I, oh I want to watch God. the show, but it's not free to stream anywhere. Like, who? Who? It's free to stream. No, it's not. Well, it not, not. I just watched that. I just looked at. No, but I literally watched it. I watched it on Hulu. Like, what the Hen and I watched just it on watch Hulu like two weeks ago. Yeah. It is awesome. But no, but I want to. Yeah. I really yeah. want to hear what you think about this movie because I love this okay, movie. Okay, so love, so love comedy it. is so easy for me um, to suspend my disbelief for. Like, I just it's it. The thing is, is comedy is generally for comedy's sake. There is, you know, there's some subtext we're trying to poke fun of certain political ideals and make these these ideas palpable but you know that's not really the point of this film this film is just like it's it's understated it's very new zealand in terms of its humor and just the, the, the dryness um obviously taika waititi is one of the yeah, taika waititi well the, it was written and directed guys. by taika waititi and jermaine clement of flight, of the, of flight of the concourse I, yeah and you know i love jermaine i just every you know, like it's business time and so i love I just love that movie. And I would love to talk about, like, the function of humor, you know, as a construct in general. Like, I know. Can like, you just talk about how you like something? Every I, once just, in a while? I just realized, I just, like, I heard like, myself. Goddamn, and all I was of us like, are just ah. talking about, like, man, this is just a fun thing. And you're like, oh, I what really, do you mean? You're, I really, like, I, you're I, I, just a fun thing. You're like, so I just hated this book, but I feel like, you know, that's, like, why we, you know, we're just talking, we're just playing. Hey, Calvin's doing like, his thing. You let Calvin do his thing. Go ahead, Calvin. I'm finish this glass of brandy so now i'm just gonna <laughs> rant in mode um but yeah no um really glad to, i've i got around to watching that because it's just it's 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 really funny and i love i love, the I love all the little things and it. it's like they're trying to get into like a nightclub yeah can you just I, can invite you, us in it's like because like yeah i don't know <laughs> traditionally like vampires can't just enter a building like if they have you to like the office in. and you like vampires it's so Watch good. Like, it's just like yeah, like kind of like a faux documentary. It's so funny. I totally agree with Calvin. This is an yeah. absolute watch. So, it's yeah. so funny. Of all the plugs, I'm pretty sure I just gave someone the mo- everyone the most palpable. Definitely the most entertaining. Thought, yeah, for you, sure. You yeah. wouldn't have thought coming from me, but here I am. Yeah, we, it's, like, it is. He is. He did get the best one. Yeah, we're all kind of. Game I was gonna say Jupiter's Legacy almost, but that show kind of fucking stinks. I wouldn't say that vampires are more like palpable than uh halo i i believe they are they've been around for way i mean they're definitely more fetishized so fuck you (laughs) twilight dude all right then on that note i think we i think we've reached the end of the podcast i would fuck a vampire before an alien (laughs) all right on that note we definitely end the podcast (laughs) i mean yeah i mean did you i mean you didn't watch under the skin all right Uh, (laughs) ah shit (laughs) i would fuck an alien first (laughs) all right uh so that's the end of our show Hope you guys enjoyed our review of Under the Skin and our interview with Calvin and just having him on in general just to like I kind of break down a lot of I'm just tickled that you guys invited me on here. Oh, we this love you, like, Cal. Appreciate it. Yeah, we did the this is like I told my 
I told my friends, I was like, this is the first time anyone's ever actually asked my opinion on movies, so I can't pass this up. No, we so uh, want to hear. We want to hear. People want to hear. Jade and I recorded the first show, and, and right after, we we had gotten like 10 minutes, and we were like, we got to have Calvin on here. Yeah. Like, we got to have yeah. him on here. That's the first time anyone's ever said that sentence. Oh, yeah. We love you, Cal. So. Yeah. I'm sure some lucky lady has said, like, I got to have Calvin on here. Ah, uh, sure. Big well, old I'm getting fucking divorced, dick. so I don't think that's true. <laughs> hey, hey, any ladies out there? Calvin's got a huge Johnson. I know, right? okay. massive, massive. Okay, I'm not, here, like, I'm not here spreading misinformation. Like, it's not like fake. News. I am. I'm not here spreading misinformation. I don't care. Okay, we're you getting get more off it. the rails than I want to be. And so, on that note, I think we want to thank you for a uh, a good. A, a good podcast, and uh, thank you for listening. This is the end of now. This is podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you for listening.